0: I am the Anniversary Celebrating Boyfriend.
1: Yeah, Annie for our anniversary.
0: Yes, I can't believe of all the shows (laughs) we could have done to mark a year together, Mm -hmm. because happy anniversary, baby. Thank you. You've chosen Annie.
1: Yes. Why? We're doing a little mini-series with Annie, because there are three Annie movies currently, Oh, God, please don't say it's going to be another one. Apparently, there is. There's rumours.
0: But the, um, the Jamie Foxx one was only like the last five years or so.
1: Yeah. And there's also the film stage production. Yeah. So at some point, we might watch that. Cool. But we're doing a mini series where once a month we are going to watch a production of Annie. So we're starting, of course, with the original 1982 film. Yeah. And then next month, we'll be doing the Wonderful World Disney production you've had such a great track record with them already. Yeah. And then the month after that we will be doing the modern version
0: of 2014 called Annie. I mean tongue in cheek. Like I'm not excited for Annie, but like, you know, I'm I'm ready to be proven wrong. Cool. I think the fact that people talk very fondly of this one and it has had a lot of adaptations shows that this is a story That has been well received. That people love. I think, you know, I just know tomorrow so well. Yeah. It's kind of it's kind of hit meme level. I guess. So I'm 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 joking when I'm saying I'm not excited for this one. I'm always excited to sit so much musical with you. Yes. So I've seen the encore episode covering Annie. Twice.
1: Yes. Did that tell you anything at all about...
0: The only thing it told me is that Daddy Warbucks,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's important for him to be bald.
1: I don't think it is.
0: Encore made it out like it was a big deal.
1: Yeah, that's a really weird episode of Encore. where
0: well, it was the first episode of Encore, mm-hmm. and having watched a few more now, it's not the only episode of Encore that has Kristen Bell, yep. which is really fun. At last.
1: She finally shows back up.
0: Yeah, we've seen her in two new episodes, haven't we? Yeah. Which is weird. Mm-hmm. But they made a big deal of saying that the guy who was playing Daddy Warbucks had to shave his head, despite the fact he's like, no. Yeah. No.
1: Please and
0: don't make me And specifically
1: do it. because the guy in Encore who was playing Daddy Warbucks had previously had cancer, and he didn't really have a whole lot of hair. But what he had anyway. was enough
0: for him to not feel like he was
1: ill. Yeah, and he didn't want to shave his head because he didn't want to look like he had cancer. Yeah, which is
0: completely understandable. And they,
1: they kind of crushed him into it, and in the end, he did shave his Well, head. this is it.
0: He cut his hair, yeah. and they're like, it's still too much. Mm-hmm. So then he shaved his hair. Personally, I don't think it made a big deal. It doesn't make a big deal. So it's not a, a, a sticking point in the play that Daddy Warbucks is bald. No. Okay.
1: It's really not relevant at all in the musical. It's just the the first guy to play Daddy Warbucks happened to be bald, and from that point on, it was sort of a staple. And he's bald in the film too.
0: So basically, it's just because people are so used to seeing that mm-hmm. character bald. Yep. But then, encores obviously happened since the Jamie Fox version. Yeah. And Jamie Fox isn't bald in it.
1: We'll
0: watch it. I don't think he is, but... No, because I, I I, know. But basically, like, that has obviously changed Annie. Yeah. And basically said, there's no playing type for this, you can play it however, because obviously, we take all of Annie, and it's lack performance. Well,
1: the, the point of the, the modern Annie, which we'll get into more when we actually yeah. come to watch that, was that... The culture around the original Annie yeah. the reason that she's a little ginger kid is because her parents would have been Irish immigrants yes. to New York at the time and the fact that she is blue eyed and red haired and freckled yeah. she's an Irish immigrant who has been left on this orphanage doorstep yeah. she represents a minority at that time And, obviously, when this came out in the 70s, it's a minority that people were willing to watch a musical about. Yes. I think if she'd have been black in the original production, it wouldn't have gone down as well, because it would have been much more on the nose than they wanted it to be. Yeah. So having her be this Irish immigrant girl who grows up thinking, I really want to meet my parents, it's going to be great, They must really want me and they obviously couldn't take care of me at the time, but they'll come back for me. Yeah. When actually probably not going to. It it changes it a bit because the modern one, what they're doing in the same way as Hamilton last week, is they are taking an old story that we know and looking at it through a modern lens. Yeah. And the modern lens of it is that this girl having an Irish ginger girl doesn't represent a minority anymore Yeah, it is better to use the black girl as representation for the
0: story that they're trying to tell but what's really good about that and I've always seen it as this is quite an amazing step forward mm-hmm. in the same way that when we saw Oklahoma and you have Ali Stoker, mm-hmm. they're changing the roles yeah. and opening them up to a whole new level of former yeah they're saying anyone can do this role mm-hmm. so what's really good about the jamie fox version is now you have producers looking at it and actors looking at it through a different perspective going oh it doesn't have to be a little ginger freckled white girl playing this role mm-hmm. we can cast anyone with it and that's really awesome it's not to say annie always has to be black it's not to say annie always has to be white yeah but you're setting a precedent that the best performer, can get this role, which I think is very cool. Yeah. So, do you know what Annie is originally based on? No idea.
1: It's based on a Sunday cartoon from the New York Times.
0: Oh, I think I do remember that.
1: Mm-hmm. There was a popular comic strip called Little Orphan Annie. Yeah. And it ran for years and years and years. I used
0: to always get that muddled up with Madeline. Yeah, the Well, when girl. we
1: were kids, you would have had Madeline, because yes. Annie wasn't a cartoon anymore.
0: No, I think growing
1: up... Same kind of thing, Madeline started out as a little cartoon and then yeah. became a, a book series and a
0: comic. And I think you know, I always got the two cartoons. muddled growing up, because mm-hmm. they're quite similar. She is also a ginger child. Yes, that's what I mean, so it's quite easy to kind of get muddled yeah. between Madeline and Annie. Mm-hmm.
1: So, Harold Gray,
0: yes. the person who wrote the comic strip...
1: He was approached by Thomas Meehan, who wrote the book for Annie the Musical, mm-hmm. in 1972. He researched, read all the comic strips that had been created up until that point. Cool. Couldn't really find anything in it to make an overarching plot, because it's a comic strip. There's four panels. You don't get a whole lot of story. It exists to have a joke and a punchline, and it's yeah. over but the recurring characters from the comic are Annie.
0: Mrs. Hannigan. Nope.
1: Okay. Not in the comic strips. Warbucks. Yeah.
0: And Sandy the Dog. Okay. Those are the only characters. No, Daddy Warbucks. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming at the end of the show is going to adopt Annie. Sure. I think like that I think that's how the plot goes. Mm-hmm. His name being Warbucks. Does he have something to it, or has he profited from wars? Is that how he's made his money? Because he's rich.
1: Yeah, he is. He's a bajillionaire. He sold, like, war bonds. Yes. During World War One.
0: Ah, so he dressed as the star-spangled man with the plan.
1: Yeah, basically. And, yeah, he, that's how he made all his money, and his factories made, like, bombs and ammunition and stuff, so he's profited off of that. So before I tell you anything else about the making of this... What
0: do you know about the plot for Annie? Okay, so I know we've got Mrs Hannigan, mm-hmm. who is in charge of the orphanage. I'm not telling you, but yeah. She's not very nice.
1: Sure.
0: Um, I feel like she's got, she's got a big song,
1: and yeah. I can't
0: tell you the song is, but basically the song is essentially like, I should have better than this. I was made for better than this, mm-hmm. and I hate my life. She's not, she doesn't sing hard enough. But it's like her version of hard-knock life. Like the orphans think they've got it hard, but Miss Hannigan's like, I've got to deal with these brats every day.
1: Yeah.
0: I feel like she dreamt of superstardom. Sure. But she's here stuck looking after these orphans. Now, in this version, is it Carol Burnett who plays? It is Carol Burnett.
1: We have in this movie Carol Burnett and Bernadette Peters and Tim Curry.
0: Now, Tim Curry's got to be Daddy Warbucks. No. is he not. So... Interesting. Bernadette Peters. There must be other people that work in the orphanage. See, other so. than Mrs Hannigan. Because so like funny. in Encore, they had their director, their teacher, perform like this role. And she comes on going, bubbles? No, soap or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that's exactly the line that she says. And she's like, bubbles? Hmm.
1: So you think that's someone that works in the orphanage. The
0: orphanage. Okay. But like maybe that's a, that's a cameo. It's not like a big role, but maybe there's more people. Like, can't just be Mrs Hannigan looking after all these girls. So I don't know. But essentially, I think the plot is you've got little orphan Annie, mm-hmm. dreams of tomorrow, yeah. suffers a hard-knock life. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's someone out there for her. I think maybe it must be about her parents. Yeah. Like, they'll come back for me. Mm-hmm. It's maybe far away, or yeah. maybe it's very really near. Yeah, okay.
1: <laughs>
0: I like that version. But I think, yeah, she wants to be adopted, and they meet Daddy Warbucks and, like, shenanigans. High mm-hmm. jinks you know. And it will culminate with her being adopted by Daddy Warbucks or potentially, like, Miss Hannigan's cruel, so maybe she'll get brought down and Daddy Warbucks will take over the orphanage and, like, the Daddy Warbucks to all the orphans. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know much. Like, I feel like it's just one of those simple stories. It's not world-changing. Like, no. it's just very localised. It's not something like *Lame* is mm-hmm. or Hamilton or Newsies. It's not going to change the world revolutionarily It's following, like, a very small group of characters and it's just like a sim, like Oklahoma it's yeah. just simple day lives for these characters they start off but over the course of the narrative become better or mm-hmm. life is better for them
1: do you want to sort of guess at when it's set?
0: so it was released in the 70s mm-hmm. if it's immigrants and he's made money off war bonds in World War I it's got to be I would say. I'm not looking for a year. I'm looking for like
1: a kind of then.
0: It's around the Great Depression. Yeah. Like nineteen thirties. Yeah, it is it's, it's, exactly it's before World War II, So it's that kind of mm-hmm. middle period. So yeah, it's the, the Great early thirties that five year, six year period before World War Two. Mm-hmm. Obviously in America, not so big. Where in America is it? New York.
1: Yeah. Do you know you know that, that a lot of the songs from this have been
0: in Glee? Yes, but I, I couldn't necessarily tell you all the songs from it. So I know Hard Knock Life, mm-hmm. which like for me has been popularised by Dr. Evil and Me. Oh, yeah, sure, the rap version. Yes. Obviously, we know Tomorrow, mm-hmm. which is like, one of my favourite jokes in School of Rock. It's something that even, even there is,
1: is seen as very influential. Yeah. So when Thomas Meehan wrote the book, but Annie for the musical, he wanted her to feel like a sort of twentieth-century female lead in the sort of style of Charles Dickens. Yeah, with like Oliver Twist and David Copperfield,
0: Great Expectations. Did Oliver and Annie come out close proximity to one
1: another within
0: ten years of each other? Because they feel like that—that you've got the male orphan film and the female.
1: He, except Oliver's not an orphan.
0: He's, well, He, he turns to out to not be an orphan. No, but he's raising an orphan. It's like you've got the British orphan film and the American orphan film. I prefer Annie to Oliver. Oliver was the first thing I was ever in. I oh, always. yeah, you
1: were...
0: I was Mr. Bumble. Yeah. I'll always have fond memories of Oliver for that reason. Yeah. And obviously it's a different time period, but I think it's kind of like obviously, within 10 years of each other, but sometimes you get, like, we have White House down, and another president, Angel Has Fallen, and you have these two, like, The President is in Danger films, and high-ranking Secret Service Man, Must Save Him films, launched the same year, and then you've also had, like, Dante's Peak and Volcano launched similar to each other, Deep Impact slash Armageddon, like, you sometimes get these films and stories launched, quite close after one another, Mm -hmm. that you kind of choose one that you prefer. One wins, and like the other one's kind of forgotten about. I always felt, and maybe that's why I haven't watched Annie yet, Mm -hmm. Oliver and Annie are very similar. I'd pick Oliver over Annie. Yeah.
1: So, Annie opened in August in 1976 in Connecticut. Yeah. Before it moved, that was its tryout, yeah. essentially. did pretty well. They had a girl called Christine Beigard, who played Annie in the original one, and she was replaced after a week by the girl that played Pepper, who's one of the other orphans, because yeah. they decided that they wanted, they didn't want Annie to be sweet. They wanted her to be sort of gritty. Mm-hmm. They didn't want her to be Oliver,
0: yeah. Basically. That's
1: yeah. why it's really funny that you brought that up. Because they'd already seen other shows where you have this sort of sweet innocent child, whereas Annie they wanted her to be able to take care of herself.
0: Yeah, which is cool.
1: Especially for a, a female child protagonist. Yeah. So they then went on to open On Broadway in the Alpha Theatre in nineteen seventy seven. They had a fairly all star cast. They've had Sarah Jessica Parker when she was a child, she played Annie. Wow. Yeah. Shirley Bruce, Alison Smith and Alison Kirk, who I don't know that you would know no. Broadway people. But I just
0: think that's very funny. I I've always felt that Annie is kind of like a sort of star making performance yeah. like for, you know, younger children. Like mm-hmm. it's it's a rites of passage for like these future Broadway stars. You have to be Annie. Yeah before you can graduate to the next level.
1: Yeah, I think the modern-day version of that is like Zelda. Yeah. At the time, and I know I say this every time we talk about a musical that was on Broadway, but it was the longest-running show on Broadway at the time, 2,377 performances, between opening in 1977
0: and closing in 1983. So more than Mamma Mia, which I think was like 2,223.
1: Yeah. That was a record here, yeah, not on Broadway. But it was surpassed, it stayed the longest running show until 2009 when it was beaten by Hesbury. Wow, oh. mm-hmm. and that's Broadway, yes, yes, it has been revived, but turn of times. <laughs> yeah. So we had the original pre Broadway tryout, then it opened on Broadway, 1978, it opened to the West End, then in quite quickly, really quickly. It also then immediately goes on three U.S. tours back-to-back between 1978 and 1980. Then it gets its first West End revival in 83. It did not last
0: very long. It's a very American. Movie. Yeah, and I think especially if you've got Oliver going on at the time, mm-hmm. you can choose one orphan who survives. Yeah, basically.
1: And I think a, an English audience really appreciates Oliver because you've got this sort of...
0: It's English history.
1: Yeah, and it's English humour.
0: Yeah, but well, it's, it's cultural heritage as well, because it's, it's Charles yeah. Dickens.
1: Then it gets its first Broadway revival in 97. Yeah. Then its second West End revival in 98. So, again, didn't last very long when it reopened. Then it gets a UK tour, a US tour, a UK tour, another UK tour, and then a Broadway revival, for the second time between 2000 and 2012. Yeah. And then we've had... The 2014 US tour that happened around the time that the movie came out, Mm -hmm. and then another UK tour in 2015, and then final West End revival in 2017,
0: since then. So loads of...
1: Yep. The New York Times did a survey about five years ago and estimated that Annie is produced in high schools between 700 and 900 times every year. And there's a lot of high schools
0: in America, so I'm willing to believe that I think pre-greece Annie was one of the ones that was thrown out Annie as an option. still is one of the big ones yeah like the schools to do because
1: you have a lot of children no
0: I know I think Greece won out simply because there was demand from the students to do that that mm-hmm. so you couldn't ignore it yeah but we were talking about Annie and it was kind of like. Rolling my eyes, going, don't know it. Please, no, please, no. (laughs) I'm, I sound negative about it. I'm sure I'm gonna have a great time. I hope I'm gonna have a great time. Like, it will not be as fun as last week, but Mm -hmm. I don't think anything we watch for a while is gonna be as fun as Hamilton.
1: Yeah,
0: I think Annie is going to be fun for a different reason. Yeah, how does it fare? The Tonys slash so, other awards. It was nominated for eleven. Yeah.
1: It won seven.
0: Okay, cool. That's that's big.
1: Yeah, but the year that it was up, it was the thirty-first Tony Awards. Yeah. And it was up against for best musical. It was up against Happy End, I Love My Wife, and Side by Side by, Hon- by Sondheim. I've never heard of any of them. Kind of exactly. <laughs> So Annie was a little bit of a sweepstake that year. So it won Best Musical, Best Book. It won Best
0: Performance by a Leading Actress in a Musical. For Annie or for Mrs Hannigan? Annie, the little girl. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Like, imagine being a little girl winning a Tony. Mm -hmm. That's the sort of thing where, like, awesome. But how much pressure on you to, like, grow up and, Maintain that legacy.
1: Well, also the the girl that played Annie in the original Annie Andrea McCardle, she came on at the Tony Awards with Sandy, because always they always have performances
0: at the yeah. Tony Awards. I don't know how many of them you've watched. I've never seen the Tony Awards. I've seen like odd performances, performances here or yeah. there, but I've never seen like a full ceremony.
1: There's a really great video of where she comes on with the dog and basically tells the guy who's doing the introductions to shut <laughs> it's amazing,
0: never work so with funny. children or animals. It's so funny.
1: they won four best choreography, yeah, best original score, and best book, best scene design, best costume design, so they took
0: a lot, which is pretty good, which is good, but like you say, it's. I don't wanna sound demeaning to the other shows mm-hmm. because like they might be great. I've not seen well, them. So
1: before you say this, yeah. For all of the categories except for Best Musical and Best Book, yeah, they're also up against revivals. Yeah. So the revivals that were that year are Porgy and Best, Guys and Dolls, The Cherry Orchard and the Three Penny Opera. So, those are quite prolific musicals, and those are mostly what it lost to. But the
0: only one I've heard there that is Guys and Dogs. Okay. Forgy
1: and Bess is referenced in
0: The Last Five Years. Okay. Perhaps I didn't get the reference because I don't mm. know that. You don't have a cherry orchard? No. All right, okay. But it's always weird to kind of gauge a musical's success. So I'm always interested, obviously, in the tones, but like mm. last week with Hamilton, where it's kind of like howton is going to win, but actually, you remove howton from the equation, and you've actually still got shows with quality there that could still justifiably compete with one another. Yeah, but it's always interesting as well when you look at things like this, where you are up against shows. And again, I don't know the quality of these shows; I've not seen them, so they might be some of the funniest shows I'll ever see.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But the fact I've not heard of them kind of like, is not necessarily the biggest hallmark of quality for any getting seven Tonys yeah. when I'm like, well, okay, but your competition maybe isn't a stellar. Mm-hmm. which I know is rude of me, and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, and I'll put my hands up to that. Yeah. Hamilton winning 11 Tonys when it's up against shows the quality of the colour purple, which I've not seen, but know enough about it to know, like, yes, that's going to yeah. be amazing. Waitress, which I've seen multiple times, and... School of Rock, which I've seen multiple times, that, yeah. to me, screams so much about the quality of Hamilton, mm-hmm. which obviously was fantastic. And he
1: still would have done
0: very well. i kind of love to see, like, a best of Tonys. Like, a, let's put all these shows against each other. What is the best musical? Like, yeah, Maybe that's what they should do, like, this year for the Tonys, like, next year when they can't have new shows. They should do a legacy Tonys and be like we're going to put all our Tony winners up against each other mm. and see who wins. Yeah. Like, let's determine what is. And that, that would then be interesting to see how certain shows like Annie fare against other Tony award winners. Yeah. So, in
1: 1977, yeah. Columbia Pictures spends $9.5 million on the rights for Annie. And that's the year it comes out. That is the most expensive rights that has ever been bought for a stage musical, mm-hmm. which is crazy, considering it's Annie. And then the film came out in 1982.
0: So they didn't rush it out just because they had the rights. They took no. time developing
1: it. Yeah. Well, so one of the things we're going to talk about once we've watched it is how the film ends differently to the stage show. Cool. Because it's a movie. Um, we're seeing it in cinema not a theatre stage. Yeah. So we can do more with it. Yes. And make it a bigger deal.
0: But we'll talk about it once you've seen it. Well we've talked about it on, on multiple different shows. Things have to change in the transition of stage to film.
1: Yes. And when we watch the the Disney Annie film, yeah, that has the musical ending. Like okay. you will see how differently the
0: the story comes across between the two endings. That's quite nice. Did much else change? Have they cut songs or added songs in to have the same running length? There's a couple of songs that aren't in the
1: musical that are in the film, and a couple of songs that are in the film that aren't from the musical. Okay. So there's a song called NYC. Yeah. That Mr. Shue and Sue sylvester sing. Glee, great when they're going to go to see Funny Girl. Yeah. I love that they sing that. It's hilarious, so especially that... because she played Miss Hannigan.
0: Yes, yeah, she did, didn't she? Mm-hmm. So is that, the, is that a song that was written for the film but not in the musical? No, that's in the musical but not, it's musical. not in the film. It's replaced in the film
1: by a song called Let's Go to the Movies.
0: Let's go to the
1: movies.
0: So the songs that are new for the film, mm-hmm. are they written by... The, the people who wrote... Yes, okay. so
1: Martin Sharnin and Charles Strauss, who wrote the music for the original one, also wrote for the cool. new one. However, Martin Sharnin has gone on record saying that he does not like the plot of the film compared to the plot of the musical, and that will come up when we talk about the ending. game okay, cool. Especially because he, he thinks that the choices that they made for the end of the movie changed the way that the songs come across, and he doesn't like that for his music, which I think is fair enough. Like, he's not criticising it just because he's like, oh, I didn't like it. He's criticising it because
0: it changes something that he put a lot of time into. No, and that's fine. It's always interesting.
1: Yeah.
0: And I quite like that. It it makes me more excited to kind of watch now four different annies, Mm -hmm. because I'm going to see very different versions in each one and kind of which one becomes the definitive any yeah. viewing experience.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so sun's going to come out
1: tomorrow.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm going to be for a hard knock life yeah. for the next month or few months. Mm-hmm. But it's time to go to New York. Yep. concrete jungle where dreams are made of. <laughs> Terrible. And maybe... Just maybe. You might actually enjoy some. Maybe.
1: I mean, we've got Carol Burnett, so we'll be fine. Yes, but she's not in Desperate Housewives. Well. No, but she's great in this. Cool. Well. Wow. Let's go to the movies. <laughs>
0: They're smart, bet they collect things like ashtrays and arts. Bet you they're good, why shouldn't they be? Their one mistake was giving up me. Maybe now it's time, and maybe when I wake, they'll be there calling me baby.
1: All of the first original Annie movie, and now we're here to talk
0: about it. We are indeed. Maybe I liked it, but maybe I didn't.
1: I felt like so every week. I say when when we come back and and you say we watched it, I I have a sense of how much you
0: enjoy things. You can
1: tell when you're sitting watching a movie with somebody how much they enjoy.
0: Yeah, what you're watching. but I do like to keep you, and therefore the audience guessing. Yeah. Like, right up until I give my final star rating.
1: And I get that. Yeah,
0: like, sometimes it's difficult. If it was Hamilton, like, you can't not just be in love with it and talk so much praise about it. Yeah. And at the same time, if you didn't enjoy something, like, I didn't enjoy Oklahoma, it's a little bit difficult.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And he's somewhere in the middle. All right. So
1: There are bits you enjoy and bits that are...
0: Yeah, and we'll talk about that as we go through.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The very opening thing we hear in, hear in this film...
1: The credits, yeah.
0: ...was tomorrow. Yeah. And I was thinking, is that really what we start with? Do we start with the, the biggest number?
1: Isn't that the weirdest choice that this film makes?
0: <laughs> I mean, There's maybe, a lot of maybe weird, weird choices choice. that this film makes.
1: So when this film came out, movies in general were sort of over, putting extended credits at the beginning. Yes. Obviously, Annie has an overture yeah. in the musical. film doesn't. That's not an overture. That's just your main character singing
0: tomorrow. Yes. But they do other songs as well.
1: No.
0: Yeah, they had bits of Maybe in there.
1: Oh, they had strains of the music. Yes, they had... She didn't sing it, though. No,
0: but they had. it kind of felt like overture-ish. Mm. It was nice to start the film off in that kind of classical, musical yeah. manner, like we're watching My Fair Lady. Yeah. That was really nice, and I think they did a really good job with that overchip, but it was very weird to start with tomorrow. Hmm.
1: Because you said, oh, is this how the film starts? Or, like, is that over with already? Yeah, like, have we done
0: the big one? But we do start with maybe the second biggest one. With maybe. Maybe the second biggest one. (laughs) Yeah. Ha -ha. Ha ha. Ha
1: ha.
0: I didn't think we'd start with that one either. Yeah. There's that bit in Beetlejuice where he's like, wow, we're starting with a ballad.
1: Wow, a ballad already? That's all yeah.
0: I felt with this. Yeah. Because it's not your traditional ballad, mm. but it is nonetheless. Hard Knock Life would have maybe been a better one to start with.
1: When we talked about what you knew about the, the show, you didn't say anything about Annie trying to find her parents. Yeah. Was that... Because you didn't know, or because that's kind of a given? Because I didn't know. Oh, okay.
0: She's an orphan. She's in an orphanage. Mm -hmm. So... You
1: just assume that her parents
0: are... Well, assume they've either given her up and don't want her, or assumed... They're not around. not around.
1: Yeah.
0: To be honest, the film doesn't really make it matter until, like, 70 minutes in.
1: (laughs) So you get 70 minutes into this movie before she says a word about yeah. wanting to find her parents. Yeah. During maybe and that sort of section... There's
0: references think, to the parents, but She
1: says, uh, I think the littlest girl says to her, oh, well, you're lucky you've got parents out there. And Annie's like, yeah, one day they're going to come back for me. Yeah, which
0: I got that, but then that's also kind of that sense of, like, orphans having hope. Yeah. Because maybe could also be about, you know, my adopted parents are out there. He's making her coffee... She's playing piano, he's playing paying bills. Yeah. Like, that could be about any It could person. be hypothetical. Yeah. yeah. So there are probably more references than I picked up to her parents, but the first explicit mention of, no, sorry, I have parents,
1: mm-hmm.
0: is 17 minutes in, give yeah. or take, uh, a minute or two. Her hair is very big.
1: Yeah, it's a wig.
0: Obviously. But, like, but it's bigger than her face.
1: Yeah, and they dyed that kid's hair <laughs> as well. Which is awful, because when they made the wig, they made the wig to look like the cartoon character, obviously, yeah. and you could still see the girl's hair underneath, the so they dyed her hair as well. I think we're
0: going to talk a little bit throughout this on the treatment of the children in this.
1: Yeah, so this, film, this film came out before people cared and particularly and about
0: children. Yeah, but that's still very weird. This was 1982 it was released. Mm-hmm. Like... Eight years before I was born.
1: Yeah.
0: It doesn't feel that long ago. People
1: didn't care about kids in the 80s.
0: They didn't care about diversity casting either.
1: Cars didn't have backseat seatbelts in the 80s. They didn't care about, like...
0: Yeah, but I feel like representation is not... I've never seen something... Okay, I probably have, but I can't recall something. Where you've got kids doing their
1: own stunts. Yeah, from that era. Yeah. Would you like to
0: know a fun fact? Always.
1: Drew Barrymore auditioned to be Annie. Really? Yeah.
0: Is there any reason as to why she didn't get it? No.
1: When they auditioned to find who they were going to have be Annie for the film, they auditioned all over the country in America. They had thousands and thousands of applicants, yeah. and they told all of them that, basically, you can be too short, too tall. Like, if this is all going to depend on really physical aspects of you. Yeah. And... What you look like is going to really affect your how whether or not you get this role. They went for Eileen Quinn because she had the like round face and
0: she, looks she comes like across what like, like always, a child. Yeah, I'll put it this way: like, um, she is not a good actor in this i'm sure as she grows she becomes better no, that is she not a, a for this That's not a criticism of her though like actually it's quite endearing like mm. her mannerisms and her bad acting in this are part of the fun because she feels like a child yeah she is not a child actor who is more mature than she should be because she's a good actress yeah. she actually comes and is perfect for this role so when I say her acting is bad, I actually mean that as a compliment. It's funny. Mm-hmm. It fits the kind of humour and exaggerated musical theatre style that I would like. But it's also endearing for Annie.
1: Yeah. So they interviewed and auditioned 8,000 kids. Yeah. Then they got it down to 70 that they were choosing from. And then their second callback was nine. Wow. And then they cut it down to... Eileen Quinn and two other girls, both of whom are in the film.
0: Yeah.
1: As sort of background orphans. You know, the one when they're singing about. She doesn't have a name. She's not a named actress.
0: She's not a named orphan.
1: Yeah, named orphan. She's a named actress. Her name's Amanda Peterson. Yeah. And she was. She's the girl in Dumb Dog that sings, Rother, Why Not Think It Over? The best singer in this film. She's insanely talented, this oh. girl. You won't, you wouldn't notice her, but no. she, in that song, hits such nice, perfect notes for yeah. all the kids. She's really, really talented. And I don't know whether it's because she was maybe already a stage actress. She'd been in a couple of things Possibly. beforehand.
0: There are a lot of kids. Mm-hmm. Annie comes across almost instantly as this kind of substitute mother to a lot of them, like she's the most screwed on, she cares for a lot of the other kids as well. Like there's, there's kind of yeah. a hierarchy
1: of the yeah. orphans,
0: and it's almost like she is their elected official. Yeah, well,
1: it's Annie and then Pepper. Mm. And Pepper thinks or likes to think that she's higher up than Annie. Yeah, and
0: she tries to start a riot. Mm-hmm. And
1: Annie says, You all need to shut up because otherwise Miss Hannigan's going to come down here. And sure
0: enough, drunk Carol Burnett shows
1: yes. up. Yes. Would you like to take. A guess at who else
0: was offered this role? I don't know who's big around the time so I don't really know somebody that I love Julie Andrews? Not Julie Andrews but that would be great it would be great going from the world's favourite nanny to this. To kid, Carol Burnett <laughs> yeah. Last time you said somebody you love mm-hmm. and I couldn't think of a name it was John Barrowman. Is it John Barrowman? It's not John Barrowman. He would be, there's so many <laughs> different moments, I did write dream casting of John Barrowman in, because you said they might be remaking. Yeah, I think if they are to remake this, John Barrowman must be in it.
1: Somewhere. That and was I a big I hadn't character.
0: thought about him as, you know, Miss Hannigan. But yeah, sure. Sure, well, why no. not? His no, Instagram has shown that he's great with. We love him in drag. Drag. So yeah. No, it was Bette Midler. Okay, cool. It's really odd because Carol Burnett hates singing.
1: What? Oh, okay. I was like, what do you mean she hates singing? She's a great singer. No, she hates hearing children sing. Which, as somebody who built the sets for a production of Annie, yeah, I was backstage building the sets for the entire rehearsal period. I can completely agree with Miss Hannigan. I don't want to hear kids sing these songs. It's terrible.
0: So if we throw this out as a school production in the future... I will
1: leave. Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye. Or I'll play Miss Hannigan and I'll be amazing.
0: Yes, you're not a student. Mm. I can dream. Why any kid would want to be an orphan is beyond me.
1: Isn't she's so great?
0: <laughs> she's so. She has some of the best lines. She has some of the best lines because it is so ridiculous and like, she doesn't come across as a serious foil. She's kind of that comic foil, which is yeah. really nice. Like you don't want in a musical with about children. Yeah, you, you don't want a a real villain. Mm-hmm. You want this kind of campy, over the top. Musical theatre villain, and that's what she is. Yeah, and it's great. And she has some golden lines. Yeah, she really that does. one being one of my favorite. Yeah, my
1: one of my favorite things that she does in this, and it's never explained, they never talk about why she does it. It's just something that's embedded in her character that all the kids respond to. Which A is no, when she goes kill, kill, <laughs> like it's obviously something that she shouts at them, hmm. and obviously, she's not.
0: Killing the children.
1: she They do mention that she paddles them.
0: Yeah, but probably exo- probably more acceptable in the, Great Depression. the early yeah. 30s, which is where I kind of figure this to be. Because
1: mm-hmm. they talk about prohibition.
0: Yeah. And they so, talk yeah. about the New Deal, but they haven't pitched it yet. So it must be late 32, early 33. Yeah. We then do go into another big one. Yep. It's a hard knock life.
1: Yeah. So I was watching this documentary about the making of it and the auditioning process, how they found all the kids to be in it. The one with Lila Crawford, who was the who was Little Red in *Into Woods*. Okay. Incredibly irritating child. Was
0: she as irritating in Annie? Yeah,
1: she was more irritating
0: in Annie. I'm sure she's lovely. She just plays my least favorite roles. But I think that's the type that they're going for, and she's cast very well in them. Oh, absolutely!
1: And she's an incredible singer, dancer, like brilliant performer. She just sadly plays roles that irritate me. But the composer Charles Strauss talks about how much he hates the film version of Hard Knocked Life because he's saying it's supposed to sound gritty and down to earth
0: and this doesn't sound gritty They're having
1: a great time. Yeah. It's not exactly a hard knock life when you're doing cartwheels across the floor. That's
0: exactly it. it can't be that hard knock life when they can sing and they can dance. Yeah. And they're doing backflips. They're not scared. They've been told they have to get everything spick span. Uh-huh. They're having pillow fights which is counterproductive. There's no sense well, of the theory. Yeah. Yeah. It's the opposite. It's kind of like they're singing about it's hard, not life, but you don't feel it.
1: Yeah, so with the stage version, every stage version, it's treated more as if they are they are complaining. Yes. It's really annoying that they have to get up in the middle of the night and clean, but they are still doing it. Mm-hmm. They're still clean, and at the end of that number, the stage is spotless because it always starts with clothes and veggies Which is and everything. Really cool. And... You almost don't notice it because you're watching them perform. And then by the end of the number, the stage is cleared, we've tidied up, we've cleaned everything, it's all fine. Miss Hannigan will be happy. But with this, I think it's because there's too many kids in this film. There's just suddenly hundreds of children.
0: Just for this number?
1: Just for this number. We never see them again. In the stage show, it's only
0: Annie's group that you You see. See, in this version, I believe it when Miss Hannigan says kill, 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 because the body count, God... (laughs) I would love to see a kill count by Dead Meat for this because there's stuff going on with Miss Hannigan. She's taking those kids to that sausage factory. She's going to take Sandy to.
1: Shout out to Dead Meat. We love you guys. Happy birthday to Chelsea because I think that was the other day. Their episode with Alexa Bliss as
0: well. Like, I figured out that to get you interesting, I'm just going to show you more Alexa Bliss stuff, and I think yeah, she's cool. That's how you get you into it. Alexa Bliss and the Bellas. Yeah. I really
1: like the ballads. Who
0: are very different on the rest of the spectrum and like the esteem they hold for one another. They're cool though. Anyway. I do like the choreography when they're washing the floors. Like that's fun.
1: That's classic.
0: Yeah, like I liked that's that choreography. That's exactly
1: what you think of when you do Annie.
0: Yeah. I thought it was fun.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know how well they're cleaning those floors, but.
1: Rolling across it in their clothes.
0: Yeah. But it was nice.
1: I thought that you know that that particular bit that you're talking about, where yeah. they're doing the buckets, they're scrubbing the floors, and then they roll across and they get up and do a kick, and then Annie pours water down the steps in front of her, and then goes down them to sit on them, and sits in the water. Yeah. And that's all I could think about while that scene was happening was that she's just sat down in water. That's weird, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, that nice little girl. Yeah, that little girl that becomes Miss Hannigan.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So much fun.
1: Isn't she so cute? Yeah,
0: I couldn't didn't get her name, but she crops up a little bit more. But she does a really good impression. But the kids aren't scared of her. Like they're scared of her, but not scared enough that they can't mock her behind her back. Yeah, which I think is interesting. I reckon you could. She's Molly, the littlest one. That's what I thought. I reckon you could do like really interesting versions of Annie, where you have a scary Miss Halligan also, like, a silly Miss Hannigan. Like, it'd be interesting to experiment with mm. scaring Miss Hannigan, especially considering her arc at the end. Yeah. Like, scary, but does love these kids deep well, down. Well, so
1: this is something we're going to talk about when we watch the next one next
0: month, because
1: the, the next movie, the Walt Disney one, has the stage ending, which...
0: Don't tell me what happens.
1: I'm not going to, but it changes. It's very different. And okay. also, it's Kathy Bates.
0: Kathy Bates is Miss Hannigan? Yeah. Oh, yes, she She's scary.
1: She is a you, scary woman. But
0: you've never seen Misery. No. You can't say she's scary until you've seen Misery. I've seen an
1: American Horror Story.
0: Misery. Oh, we're going to watch that later. Do you
1: know what she's the scariest in? Blindside. She's a scary lady. She's great. That film really upsets
0: me. I've not seen that one, but she's great. She literally
1: shows up in Blindside for 20 minutes and traumatises this poor boy.
0: And me. We're going to watch Misery. You're going to have a whale of a time. It's Stephen King. You'll love it.
1: Cool, cool, cool. So yeah, we are introduced to all of the orphans. We have Pepper, who is the oldest orphan, who is a teenager.
0: Going to grow up to be Rizzo.
1: Yeah, basically. Then Tessie, Kate, Duffy and July are her four friends. Duffy
0: is my favourite. She's the one that goes,
1: oh my goodness, oh my goodness.
0: I didn't get any of their names other than Pepper. No, me? you
1: won't do. The only one whose name is, I think, outright said... It's Annie. No, of the, of those four is Duffy. Miss Hannigan says Duffy okay. to her. Pepper is called Pepper by Molly and Annie. Yeah, which I heard. And Pepper calls
0: Molly, Molly. Because she's having to go about Molly went to the bed. Yeah, she should after. be in here.
1: Yeah. Which is a super interesting uh, sort of deeper world building. I think that Molly has been put into the sort of Older seven kids. to 11 year old yeah. bedroom, even though she's about five. Yeah. And there's no reason why she Perhaps should
0: be. Perhaps there's in the more room. space in that one because there's too many five year olds. Yeah, maybe. Annie is instantly kind of shown to be this feisty one. She's. Willing it's, to get in a physical fight. Yeah, like she's escaped from mm-hmm. the orphanage. Yeah, and Miss Hannigan flirts with Mister Bundles, and he's only on side when he realizes he's helping Annie.
1: Yeah,
0: which is weird. It's almost like this happens all the time, and he's well, so
1: Miss Hannigan says later, when the policeman brings Annie back, oh, she bribes the laundry man to help her get out of here. Yeah, which is what is she? What's she bribing him with? First of all, we didn't see any bribe going
0: on. Perhaps she's already cleaning the sheets and giving them to him clean, so he doesn't have to do a job.
1: Maybe.
0: Mm-hmm. I wondered if that was going to be the plot. If this was going to be like he was helping smuggle the kids out one by one. Hmm, that'd be interesting. But obviously, he's never seen again. And she runs from the police officer and hides from him. And we get our first glimpse of Sandy. Yeah. Poor she Sandy. Was played by two different dogs.
1: One of whom is called Sandy, and the other one is called, like, Billy or something. Billy
0: doesn't get a credit. That's no, not fair. that isn't fair. So Sandy has had some cans, cans tied to his tail. It's almost like he's going to ride a married couple off into the sunset. Yeah, that is basically what they've done to him. And Annie chases after. We get a really feisty, animated look on her. Like, this is... It. It's bad acting, but really fun, because she just looks She's like a child. She's putting her all into it. it exactly. And,
1: and it is exactly how, as a kid...
0: You'd react. You would react. Yeah, and this is it. It's bad by watching it, you know, watching professional films being made. Like mm-hmm. You don't expect that. But I loved it. It yeah. was great.
1: But I think about, if when I was a kid, if I saw boys who are a little bit older than her, because yeah. they're all a lot taller than her, yeah. doing this to a dog, I would have put up a fight, I think, but I would not have known what to do. No. And it probably would have come across exactly the same way. Yeah,
0: luckily she saves Sandy from the Newsies. Yes, she does. The Jewish Newsies. And then we get Dumb Dog. Yeah,
1: I love that song.
0: I was on the verge of giving up on Annie though at this point. Like I said to you, it's almost on par with what Curly did to Judd. Like, you've got what he did there and hating dogs. And like, there's some things
1: people,
0: there's some things people can't come back from. Sure, hating she dogs is him. one of them. She hates him, and yeah, like I was kind of like, "Where's this going?" And obviously, she cares for Sandy. It's just playful. So, mm-hmm. phew, yeah, phew. I don't want any dog haters about. <laughs> Got no time for that nonsense. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, she <laughs> changes her tune when she sees the dog catcher. Yes. Disappointed in have a weird nose like the child catcher.
1: Yes, I mean.
0: Is that ever explained? When when are we going to watch? Chitty Chitty.
1: When it's free.
0: Is that ever explained in Chitty Chitty? Why he's got a weird nose?
1: No, but I have read a couple of essays about how it is really anti Semitic. Okay. So
0: that's the kind of depiction they're going for there. Yeah.
1: Is that he's supposed to look like a witch?
0: Part of the reason why I've never wanted to watch is I've seen bits of it. It's not that the child catcher scares me, it's just he it looks silly and yeah. I don't have the time for that.
1: You sort of. I don't know whether this came across to you but you kind of get the idea that he's seen this dog around before.
0: He's probably because... chasing this dog. He probably put the cans on the dog in the first place. Maybe to help track that's why the kids
1: are chasing him. Yeah. But he we see Annie walking down the street and Sandy is next to her. He's at her pocket. Yeah. Because obviously the the actress is holding treats to keep the dog next to her. But if you saw a kid walking on the road with a dog walking like
0: that with her, it's the lack of collar.
1: Yeah,
0: probably in this license. day and age. Yeah, like the fact they have a dog catcher who just drives around catching stray dogs, like with a car full of dogs. Yeah, it's probably a sign of the times.
1: Yeah,
0: well, because he's there so- would have been abandoned dogs. We're in the middle of a depression; people are losing their homes. They're living in shanty fields in Times Square, in not Times Square, in Central Park. Mm-hmm. People have probably let their dogs go because they can't afford them. Yeah. So gainful employment, let's go catch these dogs. And one of the rules would be if you don't want your dog to risk anything, collar at all times. So maybe it isn't yeah. that he recognises Sandy. He just sees the lack of identification.
1: I guess. Anyway, so she tells a fantastic lie about Sandy being her father's seeing eye dog. Yeah. And the dog catcher says, Well, go on them. Over there and call his name, and if he comes to you, then I'll let you off. It's fine. Just Her interaction
0: you... with the dog catcher was fun as well. Like, she's yeah, really cute. sweet. Like,
1: again, see that actual the kind child. Of thing where I think, oh, maybe this is something that happened in the comic, the cartoon strip.
0: Yeah, I, there's lots of things that feel very much like let's take the best bits of the cartoon strip, like because it's so weird. Like, there are some very weird bits in this. Mm. We're going to talk about two
1: particular characters yeah, that are very weird but I can weird. imagine
0: there's loads of different sections that happened in strips and in panels mm-hmm. that have just taken because it doesn't make sense in this world sometimes it's very weird
1: yeah
0: I remember that that oh, so bad we've just watched this but I remember that it's like one of the market vendors is also trying to get the dog over but I don't actually remember how it ended
1: uh, Sandy goes to Annie
0: okay I forgot that bit
1: but the, the market vendors just kind of being mean
0: yeah, he's mocking like,
1: her. Yeah, he's just being rude. <laughs> which yeah. And she looks up at him like, sharp bizarre. Yeah, It's great. So we, as soon as Sandy runs over to Annie, she's like, brilliant, I win. Turns around, police officer's here. Yeah. Has caught her. He is so used to having to bring her back.
0: At he this knows point. her, yeah, like, it's obvious.
1: Yeah, and it's not like she's particularly inconspicuous. She wears a bright red jumper and has bright, bright red hair. hair. You would think he would try and wear some, like, duller colours.
0: Yeah. Anyway. Miss Hannigan has a very good public face. Yes, she does. Like, nobody would ever suspect that there's...
1: That she's abusing them.
0: Yeah. yeah. She's very good with this police officer. But then also, like, very flirtation every man she meets. Mm-hmm. So I wonder how much of that is, like...
1: She is an unmarried woman in her late 30s. In the middle of the Great Depression, hmm. who has a job where she doesn't particularly get paid? Yeah, she is given enough money to run the orphanage,
0: but she makes her money on the side with her bathtub gin, bathtub gin. Yeah, but she's very flirtatious with every man. Like they're kind of face to face almost, and he's almost like, "How do I say thanks?" It's like,
1: yeah, kissy, kissy, kissy. Yeah, <laughs> that's Pepper. That's one of my favourite jokes as well. It's like, it is that bit of childhood where if there's an adult in charge of you who isn't particularly in charge of you and you don't have any respect for, making fun of them on that childhood level. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, what's she going to do? She doesn't seem to have... We never see her punish them in any way.
0: Well, she tries. like she puts Annie in the cupboard.
1: Yeah. That doesn't even work.
0: Well, no, because... Grace shows
1: up.
0: Yeah. <laughs> she's but saved she by the grace it. of yeah. Grace's arrival. But presumably she's going to get a paddling after that. Like, uh, she's in the cupboard. In shoes, so. But it's... we never see her do that. No, because we don't want to show that. No. But there must be stuff going on.
1: So, we sneak Sandy back in to the house. Miss Hannigan goes back upstairs and Annie introduces Sandy to the rest of the girls. And we get all the dog cuddles. And we try and guess what the dog's name would be. So they say champion. And but he
0: doesn't look like a champion.
1: No. Tiger. He's but not he's ferocious like a tiger. And he scares kittens would frighten him. Yeah. Rover, why not think it over? And they all say no. Although they all agree with Rover. They all say Rover's the perfect name. Yeah, for but Danny says God.
0: Nova to Rover. Yes. She's already called Sandy.
1: She says, Sandy's his name if you please. If you don't believe me, ask any
0: one of his please. Yes. Which is, okay. you know, some good lines.
1: Yeah. There's some really nice rhymes in there.
0: So, Miss Hannigan shows up, mm-hmm. and they all try to be nice, and she's dragging Annie in for a punishment because she went away. Yep. And then also find Sandy, because they try to cover him with sheets in the most hey, inconspicuous way. Yeah. It's so cute, because this dog
1: obviously is just like, what are they doing?
0: So, she's sorting them out. She's going to send Sandy to the sausage factory, and whilst yep. she's doing whatever inside, we... Get a shot cut into the outside street as Grace rocks up in a very, very nice car. Yes, which they call a limousine. Probably for the time it would have been, like, yeah. by those standards. It's something that I grow to kind of dislike about Daddy Warbucks. Like, when you remember how poor people are, and he just makes such shows of but his But I world. think
1: it shows his wareness yeah life. like he
0: really and that's not an issue with him he's so out of touch with the real world yeah but considering like he's come from nothing you would have hoped he'd
1: I think that's the point is he he made his first million very very young yeah even by today's standards and that's the point at which you lose touch with reality yeah. I think I think anybody that has that kind of big money you're going to lose touch with what it's like to Not have money, I think. Yeah. Look at, like, videos where people ask billionaires how much bananas cost. Yeah, or milk. Yeah. They don't know, because... They don't need to, yeah. No, it's not really something they have to think about every day. What happens is, we live in a... Apparently, in this movie, in a time where you can walk into an orphanage, say, I'd like a ginger one, and leave. And leave. On the day,
0: with that orphan. Yeah. So, Oliver... Warbucks is making the transition to Dazzy Warbucks. Yes. He's in the market for a child. He doesn't know quite what he wants so he's going to have a week's trial mm-hmm. mostly to have the public image. You know, children are good for that. Yeah. Annie throws her name in the hats because like why not? She's also
1: there listening to this conversation. So, of And course.
0: yeah, she's picked even though she was the first one seen. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm going orphan shopping. I'm going to try on a few before like I commit to one. Well, that's the worst phrasing you could have gone with. Oh, it's the same, like, when you went to DFS to get the sofas, did you buy the first sofas you sat on? Yeah. Did you really? Yeah,
1: because I knew which ones I wanted. I'd already done research. I'm sorry for destroying your Okay,
0: like, this is it. I'm not going to buy the first orphan I sit on. I'm going to sit on a few orphans.
1: I'm going to see which
0: orphan is, like, the most comfortable I don't
1: like this phrasing. I know what you mean. But if Annie had just been in the room.
0: Where it happened.
1: Yeah. I think she maybe wouldn't have gone for her. Annie's in a cupboard in the back I of know, the room. I know, she's
0: very sympathetic, but also quite cheeky and endearing. Like the way like she's saying, I want an orphan that's seven.
1: Up, up, up. Yeah, it's it's yeah. endearing
0: and like Virginia and Miss Hannigan like, I don't have one like that. Um, what but about, about that one child? in the cupboard? No, she's she's a bad child. Grace Sorry. threatens Miss Hannigan with her job. So, fine, okay, you can have this girl. Yep. These characters. What do you want to talk about? So,
1: there are two characters in this film that are from the comics called Punjab and the Asp. They are presented as an Indian man and an Asian man. They are Daddy Warbucks's bodyguards. Yes. They are racist stereotypes they are they are very racist stereotypes I haven't seen what they look like in the cartoon but I'm sure it's worse because it can't be better they are not in any other version of Annie it is just
0: this one I was intrigued as to how they were going to be broached in other versions like do the characters still exist but are they much more kind of like
1: no well this is the thing when they turned it into the stage show these characters don't need to be in this film they don't actually add anything to the plot of the stage show having them in there would be pointless because the ending's different.
0: That's what I was going to say Is like currently as the ending stands because they are important
1: yes, with the actual stage show ending, the real ending of Annie you don't need these characters so they aren't important so they aren't in the stage show and also they're hugely racist and I don't know whose idea it was to have them in the film, but they're here, it, and so...
0: Yeah, it feels like we're watching a film from the
1: 40s. Yeah. So the the asp is played by an, an Asian man, yes, which, at least they cast him correctly. Punjab, because that... And that is the name he's given. He isn't given an actual name or a yeah. title. He's just called Punjab. His real name is Geoffrey Holder yeah he's from Trinidad yeah so he's not Indian um and he's also the voice of the the moon in Bearing the Big Blue House he's the voiceover in the new Charlie and the Chocolate Factory the one with Johnny Depp yeah he has a great career like he's been in a lot of really good things mostly as a singer and a dancer because that's what he was trained to do Apparently he's a, he's a fantastic painter as well. Like, and it's just awful that he's cast against his own race as an Indian man. Yeah. Because they, they make it very clear that he's Indian. He wears a turban as well, which is just really
0: strange. He's like snake charming Sandy.
1: Yeah. And also he can do magic. Straight up magic it's never questioned yeah. and and the reason why i was reading about why he isn't in the the stage musical which is because in the cartoon he can do magic as well yeah and they wanted to just get rid of that entirely that his whole whole existence let's remove it because it's not good yeah and so he isn't in the stage show and also we don't need magic in this universe Daddy Warbucks has made all his money off of making bombs and ammunition for the war. Yeah. But suddenly he's got a a servant, because that's what he is, who can do magic. It doesn't make any sense. See,
0: this is it. If the character was presented with a real name, Mm -hmm. was more than just a, a laughing footnote to a joke. Yeah. Some of his interactions with Annie are really nice. Like yeah. the moments with Annie playing with her airplane and him magic in the airplane, that's quite nice. If he was a bodyguard with an actual name, let's say his name is Jeffrey, yeah, and he's this bodyguard that actually has a really good relationship with this child that he goes from being bodyguarding to letting his guard down, that would be fine. Mm-hmm. I'd have no issue with it, but I really don't like that. A they've cast a actor against race. Yeah. B, he's wearing clothes that become caricaturist. Yeah. And C, in songs like "We Got Annie," the music is yeah. punctuated to further the stereotype for laughs.
1: Yeah.
0: That's what I don't like.
1: It is really, really. It's just bad, and and it's not.
0: And the fact that.
1: There's not future even any questions about have it.
0: cut the characters, show that it's they know there's something wrong.
1: The stage show, which predates this, actively doesn't have the characters in there because it doesn't make any sense for these characters to be here. But not only that, they acknowledge that it was racist. Why put them back in this film? Yeah. It's awful. Yeah. And it is a shame because his... The limited character of him that we get, like you say, play does play quite a big part in Annie's life.
0: Yeah,
1: in well, this version, he
0: saves Annie at the end. Yeah, and this is it. I think you're going to have a bodyguard character that way. You could do magic, you you could do it, and you could do it well. Yeah, and appropriately. This wasn't it.
1: Well, so and the other thing is, we have the ASP is the the Asian man. That's his name as well. He is teaching Annie karate. Yes. And there's a dance sequence where they make the music very oriental, is the word that would be used for that. Yes. On purpose. And instead of dancing, he basically just does karate moves. Yeah.
0: And uh, he his depiction is worse than who job's because... In
1: that there's less of him.
0: In the fact that there's less of him to actually show him as more human. But he talks though. Boonjo talks. Twice. I don't remember the Asp talking
1: at all. He talks more. He oh, okay. he is one of the people that's like giving information to Mister uh, Warbucks.
0: Okay, fair. I just felt like, he, at least he, I felt like he only served to be a stereotype. Yeah. He didn't they say they to anything do. more. Yeah, of the two, I felt like the Asp served more in that stereotype. Mm. They're both awful.
1: Anyway, so we've we've now covered that, so we're not going to touch on that again. No, it is terribly racist
0: and has no place in in any media. But shocked that it exists in something from nineteen eighty two. Yeah, I'm not that surprised.
1: I'm more shocked not by the timing of it, but by the fact that it's predated by the stage show, and that the stage show is less racist. Mm. Like, it just doesn't make any
0: sense. Anyway. So they pull up at Daddy Warbox's mansion.
1: Yes, and none of the people who work there have ever seen a
0: child. No, these old fuddy duddies don't know what a child is. No. So she sings your favourite song. Well, firstly, she thinks she's got to clean. Like, she's saying, like, she'll get started on the windows. Like, poor Annie.
1: Yeah, Grace says to her, well, Annie, what would you like to do first? And she says, well, I think I'll start with the windows and then the floors. That way, if I drip, I can clean it. She's obviously had to do this enough times that she's aware that that's the sensible way to do it, which is really
0: sad. It is really sad. But Grace says, no, we've got people who do that.
1: But how will I earn my keep? You're a guest.
0: I think I'm going to like it here. Otherwise known as "My God, this place is freaking sweet" from Family Guy. Yeah.
1: So as soon as this song started, Danny went, "What? What? I know this one."
0: Yes. And you know it because of Family there's Guy. a brilliant Family Guy song version of it that essentially hits the same notes. It's exactly. It's it's word
1: for word, nearly exactly the same, and also. The background drawing in family Yes, because
0: we went and watched it after because I just had to get my feel of, my God, this place is freaking sweet. And it's got the same intricate designs on the windows at Mm -hmm. the top. It's got the same kind of floor design. And the
1: statue of Nike in the background.
0: So we've established this is Pewter Street Mansion
1: on Long Island.
0: Sure.
1: I mean, I'm pretty sure it's part of a university in real life.
0: I really like this song. Not just for the fact that, like, I know it, but, like, yeah. You can imagine, like, these workers are just loving their job. Like, it gets a sense that Daddy Warbox is a good person to work for.
1: Yeah. I mean, they're in the middle of the Great Depression. They're all very well dressed. They're obviously looked after.
0: But they're not doing this job because they have to. You get the sense that they do this job because they want to, because they like it. Mm -hmm. Like, which is quite nice. You usually get, like, you know, rich billionaire is mean. Yeah. We don't get that with Daddy Warbucks, and it's nice. Mm -hmm. He's definitely, like, too far down the adult route and needs to reclaim some childlike wonder. Yeah, which is what Annie's here to do. Which is what Annie's here to do. But he still treats people with respect. He doesn't seem to talk down to people. Yeah. Which I like. I like Mm -hmm. that that's not him.
1: We have one of my favorite jokes in this whole film which is when he has his new painting brought in yes and it's the mona lisa it
0: looks bigger here it, it
1: it is bigger i don't think there is a film version that shows a film that i don't think there are any movies that show the mona lisa at the actual size that it is no. because even in like angels and demons I oh, know, Da Vinci Code would be the one that that's in. Yeah. It's bigger. And I know they do it because they want to show you, you want to be able to see it properly. Yeah. The Mona Lisa's tiny.
0: Yeah, I felt really so cheesy when I saw it in real life going,
1: mm-hmm. Is it that big? Yeah. It is it's it's stupidly
0: small. But yeah, his jokes about it is great. Like he's like, I don't like it, send it away.
1: Yeah, and then as they get further away from him. He looks back at it and he says, wait, I'm intrigued. Something about her smile,
0: which is... I think I'll grow to like it.
1: Yeah. And he says, hang it in my bathroom, which is a reference to uh, King Francis I, France, mm. uh, who inherited it, inherited it, got it after Da Vinci died and had it hung in
0: his bathing room. Oh, Yeah. If we ever do a show of Annie, mm. I deliberately want you to like make a certain- a Mona Lisa. Mona Lisa, but in your style. I don't know that this joke is in the stage show. I put it in. You'd put it, it in anyway. I'd that right okay. away. So Annie changes his mind. He doesn't want Annie. He wanted a boy.
1: Yes, and he says only boys. Only boys are orphans.
0: He's that far removed.
1: Yeah. Because I don't think he's. He talks about having like never really come across a girl. Yeah. Because he he had a younger brother who he references later, but he doesn't really say anything
0: about women. You don't get to the top and be a billionaire if you're wasting your time on women.
1: Ah, uh, that's where
0: you're uh, failing then, obviously. That's where I'm failing. But Annie changes his mind. Like, very clever. She likens she is her presence... So smart. ...to the Mona, the Mona Lisa. Lisa and go, well, maybe you're to like me, too. I um, have a very interesting smile, Mr. Yeah. Wilburts. I, I liked that. I thought that was, that was mm-hmm. nice. And he's... Already, she does this continually through the whole yeah. show. He's already taken with her, like, it kind of chortles, like, oh, okay, well, let's give it a try. Yeah. And the Annie experiment is on. Yep. We go back to the orphanage. hmm. Which, like, surprised me because, kind of, Annie's out of there now, so. You would think that she's, as the main character, she would be the one. Yeah, like, when Oliver time. leaves. The workhouse, we don't see Mr. Bumble again. Mm. That's it, he's done. And I kind well, of felt like that might be where this went.
1: So, this is the thing. In the stage show, when we go back to the orphanage, you don't go back to the orphans, you go back to Mr. Hannigan. Yes. Whereas in this, the transition is, we go from Annie at Mr. Warbucks's house to the orphanage, to the orphans singing a reprise of Maybe, mm. because now Annie isn't here to to sing them to sleep yeah and we find out that even pepper actually quite liked yeah even though she pretended not to and then we see miss hannigan and miss hannigan sings little girls whereas in the stage show there's a song in between and then she sings little girls yeah but also, this, the, the order of songs in the film compared to in the stage show is completely different.
0: Yeah, because even the order I looked up to try and go through it was different. Like on the soundtrack, it's been hard-knocked life comes before maybe, which threw me a little bit. The, for the stage show, the songs go, maybe,
1: it's a hard knock life, tomorrow, little girls, yeah. think I'm going to like it here, NYC, which isn't in the yeah. film, then Easy Street, and then maybe, that's just act one. So, like, everything
0: else... I really felt, like, tired by the cutbacks to the orphans, like, especially when they do the... You're never fully dressed without a smile of price. It just was... It's so unnecessary. It's padding, mm. and I'm just, like, I grew bored of constantly going back to the orphans just well, to show how miserable Miss Hannigan's life is.
1: No, so that's... Going back to them with Never Fully Dressed, yeah. that's a stage show
0: thing. And in
1: the stage show... That's when the orphans overhear the plot to get Annie. Yeah. Is when that's happening. Rather than them overhearing it while cleaning. Yeah. Which happens in the wrong place, essentially. It just, yeah. It was, it, they've changed the timeline of it and I it's very I think they're strange.
0: trying to make characters out of these orphans. Mm-hmm. Like, giving them more moments. Yeah. So I don't know where else they fit in otherwise. But it's just like... Well, Whenever we cut to them, I was just kind of like, okay, so just go sing the song we've just had and be miserable orphans. Like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. But what it
1: should have been was them singing along to the radio, hearing Annie on the radio, and being like, oh my gosh, it's so great that she did this. Who's that talking to Miss Hannigan? They're gonna get Annie. We'd better warn her, and then they leave straight away. There's none of the like faffing about in a cupboard stuff. Yeah. we're jumping way ahead of where we no, actually. No,
0: cool. but you mentioned it at that point, so I figured I'd mention it at this point. Yeah. So, before we go to Little Girls, I just wanted to mention, like, I did find another possible cameo for John Barrowman, mm-hmm. the most Gardner? upbeat gardener. Yeah. yeah. Like it's a small role, but I reckon like John Barrowman would nail it. Like, he just, I love that bit. It's a really nice focus on like one of the characters there, but he <laughs> who never shows and, up again. No, he does. He talks very briefly to Grace.
1: Oh, they dance together in the garden, yeah. yeah.
0: But yeah, John Barrowman When she could sings, be, my favorite
1: line of this whole movie.
0: Could be, the gardener.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, he could be Miss Hannigan. He could he be should... Daddy Warbucks.
1: Oh, I don't think you could convince him to shave his head. Though. I wouldn't have him shave his head. <laughs> I keep him growing. I for think it. I know exactly who he would be, but we haven't got to that point. No.
0: Yet. So we've got two, possibly three, John Barryman so yeah john we know you're listening obviously we'll someday that's you know hit us up twitter or instagram at it's a musical pod we'll we'll make annie happen and
1: (laughs) And you can be whoever you want you can be
0: whichever male role you want in this like
1: female you could be annie you could be
0: annie that would be great i
1: would pay to do that
0: barram annie (laughs) you know where to find us yeah. We'll 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 put on a show together. Yeah, we can do it. Little girls is the big bad wolf song from Into the Woods. It's back. I love. This I song. knew. Yeah, I remembered this one from Encore. Like as soon as it got going, oh, I do remember this song because mm. they had like the the person who's playing Miss Hannigan, like, and they're trying to work with her to make her less hammy. Yeah, which speaks volumes which is hilarious. And I remember this one, and she she was good, like. She was that girl in high school that was always like I'm the best singer I didn't get the main roles, but it's yeah. always resentful, but like here to prove a point. Mm-hmm. I liked her version of Tanikan. Like it's not Carol Burnett, but like Yeah. You know. This is good though. Yeah. Carol, Carol Burnett's Burnett. fantastic here. This is so funny.
1: And when we get to the twenty fourteen Annie, yeah. I'll be interested what do you to see what you think of that version.
0: Yeah. I like the character of Miss Hannigan. I think that's a fun character. Same. I love all the alcohol. I love the bathtub gin. I love that she's essentially just always drinking.
1: Yeah. So I said this to you while we were watching it. When I was a child and I saw this, I think maybe I was like six or seven the first time I saw this, I did not understand at all what she was doing. And in particular, this shows what my childhood was like. She picks up a glass, a square glass bottle from her dresser or somewhere, pours it into her cup and then takes both with her into the bathroom and pours more of it into her bath. And I, as a child, always wondered why she was pouring holy water into her bathtub. Like if that tells you about
0: what my childhood was like. She probably knows that. Like, the way she's treating these orphans is not very good, so she's going to have to bathe in Holy Water to wash this. sin <laughs> I off I really, really... I was convinced it was Holy Water until I was about 20,
1: which is probably the next time I watched it. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, oh, it's the prohibition. She's making bathtub gin. Yeah.
0: So I
1: understand
0: now. In the mirror, as she's pouring the gin in the bathtub, you can see two figures that yes. look very prohibition-era monsters. They look like Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah.
1: Which I think is the
0: point, but
1: you, did you actually see them?
0: Yeah, but I didn't realise it was them. I could see them in the mirror. Yeah. I just thought it was like some random people outside looking, you know, like, going, what's going on here? But obviously it becomes Rooster. Yep. And his missus. So we've got Tim Curry and Bernadette Peters.
1: Yes. Bernadette Peters' character is called Lily St. Regis. St. Like Regis Hotels. Like the hotel. Yeah. She does not, she has nothing to do with them. She's named herself.
0: On the scale of one to ten of Tim Curry entrances. Yeah. With ten being, how do I? Mm. So you've met my Mm
1: -hmm. faithful
0: handyman. I'm particularly fond Um, of his one in Clue as well. And I would say maybe like six or seven being the first time we see him in Home Alone, having just like kicked Donald Trump out of his hotel. Oh, yeah, the second one. Yeah. Yeah. I would say this is like a three. It's not a good entrance for yeah, I hate it. I love Rooster. Tim Curry's great, and I will mm. eternally love Tim You could put him in Tim anything and I'd be happy. Yeah. I don't care about this character.
1: Also, his best entrance to anything is his sudden arrival in the worst witch Halloween special, in which he sings a song where he says, anything can happen on Halloween. Has anybody seen my tambourine?
0: Which is the best lyric in history. That would be a nine, but you don't beat the introduction in the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah, that'd great. Tim Curry. If he was to do a Comic-Con, like, instantly Mm. I'm there. Tim Curry is just incredible. I don't think I've ever seen him in something where I thought he was bad. You haven't seen the worst witch then? (laughs) No, I've seen that.
1: Have you? The Halloween one?
0: Yeah. He's good in, like, the colour of magic in... The Terry Pratchett adaptation that was on Sky. I Have seen it. He's great. Yeah, I really He's even him. okay in the small bit I've seen of the remake of the Rocky Horror Picture. Before I turned off as the, well, narrator, he's the narrator. Which is that great. just
1: makes me sad. It does make
0: me sad, but at least they found a nice way to get him in it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because
1: I love him in this, and I think it's because he is an adult character. Who shows up and immediately is like, here's what I want. Here's how I'm going to get it. We don't need to talk
0: about it for mm-hmm. 70 minutes. Let's yes, go. great. However, not a thought of Tim Curry, not a thought of Bernadette Peters. It's I don't give irritating. a damn about these characters. No. There's nothing about them that makes me care about them. I'm not invested in them as villains, as anything. They don't matter.
1: Yeah, for them to show up this far
0: into the film. For like a minute. Yeah that's it and the next time we see them they've got this plan okay Mm. i don't think you're going to be successful there's no suspension of disbelief because you've not been constant threads in this
1: if you would have been in it from the
0: start yeah i don't i can't like
1: theorize how maybe he maybe he actually is the one that's supposed to be running this orphanage and he's kind of stuck with with it yeah and that's what we're having to deal with well He's a mobster. And he's introduced in that way. Yeah. Do you think you could get behind him being the villain for the whole
0: thing? He's a mobster, right? Mm -hmm. We've got that sense. It's the prohibition era. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: He is running an orphanage as a front for their distillery. Yeah. The kids, they don't realise they're doing it, but the kids are making gin. The kids are making alcohol.
1: This is something that I noticed this time watching it, is one of the rooms in this building... All of the kids are cutting and peeling potatoes and onions, which they don't eat because they, they have cold mush. Yes. Is that what they eat? So they're obviously not using yeah. these potatoes and onions. And another room is like a textiles factory. Yeah. So these kids
0: are obviously being used for child labour. So this is it. He's established as the person who owns this place. Yeah. He's made an orphanage as a front, mm-hmm. but behind the scenes... There's more gnarly things going on. So they're making this alcohol that he can serve a prohibition. Yeah. Their textile child labour laws being exploited. Mm. You get behind him as a
1: And then we more. have more of a sense as to why Annie is trying to run away. Yeah. Because it from... really is a
0: hard knock life.
1: Mm. Yeah. That would be way more interesting.
0: But, yeah, Tim Curry does a great job. Bernadette Peters does a great job with what the they have. Three
1: of my favourite performers all in the same room being great together. Yeah.
0: It's just such a shame I don't care about the characters yeah. because they're not written well. So,
1: we jump away from the adults
0: back to Annie. She can't sleep. Mm-hmm. Neither can Sandy. Sure. Because Sandy can't sleep on his own. She says... So they go into his office, and he's working, Mm. and Sandy starts barking because we can see someone sneaking up. I thought it was Rooster. Yeah. And Daddy Warbucks is just like, someone sort this dog out. Hoonjop, sort this dog out. Yeah. And they go, a missile gets thrown through the window.
1: Yeah, and it's like a very cartoony looking bomb.
0: Yes. Like, it's round with a fuse coming exactly. out the top. And they go out and they they take him down and drag him through while well, Sandy barks. Mm-hmm. And he shouts in Russian? Yeah. And Daddy Moorbox this whole time is just continuing his work. He's no He's silly. on the phone, yeah. Yeah, like, there's no issue at all. He's not scared. There's no concern. Mm-hmm. And they explain it's someone from the Bolsheviks. Sure. I don't know what they actually said. But basically, like...
1: Anti-communists.
0: Well, no, they're communists. Yeah. And they hate the fact that he's proving them wrong because his way works. Like, he's the the king of capitalism. Like, he's proof it works. Mm -hmm. So they're trying to take him down so that they've got no one there.
1: Yes, but they say, as opposed to saying capitalism... Annie's saying to Grace, why would someone want to kill Daddy Woolworths? And Grace says, because he proves that the American life really works. And they don't want anyone to know that. Yes. Which is, again, and we never, this is never brought up again.
0: No, exactly. This is one of those moments I also think is like a comic panel. Mm
1: -hmm. Like
0: a a three or four page comic panel that was in there and they just kept it in. Because it makes no sense it serves no purpose it's just this weird kind of skit
1: yeah do you know something as well from the comics yeah. is that the cartoonist
0: and the comics
1: themselves were really anti-fdr yeah very very against him so it's really funny to see her really like him in this film yeah. which again might just be an update thing
0: but possibly Sandy's gone from zero to hero. Yep. Daddy Warbucks is now kind of like on board with the dog because the dog's actually saved his life. We mm-hmm. get like a slight throwaway line. And then we have some bonding in the pool. Yes. Which is quite nice. And then Punjab is making this...
1: Magic airplane, airplane fly, fly, yeah. Which like... See, I I'm willing to suspend my disbelief only so far.
0: Yeah. I think if he was just, like, a man in a suit that was playing with Annie, he was playing with her plane, and he can just do magic, like, as in it's clearly a trick, like, it's clearly a magic trick, but something yeah. through the eyes of a child,
1: fine. Yeah. If his name's
0: not Punjabi, if he's not dressed in this manner. Yeah. This is supposed to be kind of, well, like, so spiritual.
1: What's really strange about him in particular is that he's wearing an English officer's uniform. Yeah. He's making this play by... Annie's running around underneath him, all over the place. She climbs across Daddy Walbert's desk.
0: She's irritating him. He's trying to do work. But he's oddly drawn to it as well. Like, he's kind of like, I like having a child about this place. Like, it seems... I think he's enjoying being
1: allowed to waste time. Yes. Because as an adult, we are taught to feel bad if we're not being productive. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Especially, I think, if you're a man. Yeah. And not saying that, like, women don't feel this way too, because I do all the time. But but especially
0: in the time period that this is set, Mm -hmm. it's that kind of world.
1: Yeah. But even today, we're told that men do the work. That's all they should focus on is work. And doing anything other than that is kind of frowned upon, to the point that, like, we know that creatives and artists and people in the arts... Are frowned upon because it's seen as doing less work. Yeah. Which obviously Daddy Warbucks isn't doing, but as a man who has built his whole life around doing lots of work, it must be really nice for him to have an excuse to not. Exactly. Which I think is the whole, that's why she's here. She's come to save him. It's very merry weapons.
0: Yeah. Annie is very gifted in the art of the guilt trip. Yes, she is, and I love it. And she gets a cinema trip. They're going to go to the movies. So Daddy Warbucks buys out the cinema. So,
1: this is where NYC should Should happen. NYC is a fantastic song. It always has a featured artist, which is the person that comes forward and sings, NYC just got here this morning, three bucks, two bags, one me, which is the part that Sue Sylvester sings in *Glee*. But also, she sang that, she was the featured character on Broadway when she was younger, like pre Sue cool. Sylvester, which is super cute. But it's it's treated as more of a like, let's take her out down the town. This like, sounds
0: like the you know when like you see it in like films where Americans go to somewhere. and goes, let's all go to the,
1: let's all go to the lobby.
0: Let's, let's all, all go, go to, to the, the lobby. lobby. Yeah. That's how it feels. It's that confectionery. Song. Yeah, it's
1: in uh, Greece.
0: Yeah. In the drive in. It just feels very silly.
1: Yeah, it's supposed to be treated like it is silly, and then having them go into Radio City with a knockoff Rockettes performance. But also,
0: like, not a cinema. That's the equivalent of booking at the Royal Albert Hall in London for mm-hmm. this. Like, he's booked the most prolific yeah. theatre yeah. for this. It's not a cinema.
1: It is. It's
0: The lyrics in this suggest they're going to do a movie marathon. They're going to watch every movie ever made. Yeah. Because they reference all these different styles. Fred Astaire and Ginger. Mm. They're going to watch them, but they're also going to watch action. They're going to watch every movie ever. This is like a proper Netflix binge.
1: Yeah, and they say as well, like, book out the 8 o'clock viewing.
0: Yeah. But it's Radio City Music Hall. This is the thing in my mind. It's totally like Daddy Warbucks is so out of touch. Like he means the theater and the eight o'clock viewing is like the eight o'clock show. Like so, three hours. He's booked out the entire one because he's like, I I want to take Annie to see this. He didn't realize that's not that's not
1: something you can actually do.
0: Honestly, so I've been to Radio City Music Hall when I was seventeen. Yeah, and you can do a little backstage tour, and Mm -hmm. they have like the little you can go into the dance studio and they have the bar where the rockets get their legs up on. Yeah. there's a picture somewhere I tried to find it How old during are you? this 17 17 I'm like a week off 18. this section got boring so I tried to find it I can't find it mm. so I'm gonna have to do some digging but like you know I got my leg up on the rocket bar and they are notorious for being like one of the tallest bars because the rocket style of dancing is so distinct yeah. so fun story if I find yeah. that picture I'll post it on the instagram page very impressive Sorry if I don't find it, you know, no, you know, it won't be there, but, you know, keep it. I keep hope you can field. find it, I'd like to see that. Icefield on Twitter and Instagram, at its musical pod. <laughs> Hashtag pod. This m- sequence is so dull and unnecessary, it's padding, because they're just showing a different film. Yeah. And it's a film that exists.
1: So the supervising editor for Annie, Margaret Booth, was also the original editor of the movie that is
0: playing at Radio City Musical.
1: And I don't know whether that's why they did it.
0: I would have rathered something like Home Alone, where we get angels with filthy souls, and it's clearly not a real film. It's this really silly, fake film. Yeah. Or, ultimately, you've just watched the knock-off Rockettes perform.
1: Yeah. End of scene.
0: Yeah, like, this goes on way too long.
1: This is Daddy Warbox
0: is like so into it. Grace is crying. Daddy Warbucks looks fully traumatized by Grant, the story. But like that's five minutes of my life. I'm not getting back. No. It go, it just goes on for too long, yeah. doesn't it? Like it was not necessary, it was padding. Mm. It doesn't need to be there.
1: If they just showed us that little clip at the end of it, even.
0: Yeah.
1: We don't need to understand what the plot of that film was. No. Like just show us the end of it. Show us Daddy Warbucks just sitting there looking traumatised. Show us, show us Grace crying. The yeah. Annie's asleep, we, we get it. Yeah, you just have
0: like a slow fade mm. or a dissolve from yeah. then being really eager watching it to kind of then, you know, you fade out, you come up on Grace Teary, and you pan across to Daddy Warbucks kind of like, what have I watched? And Grace asleep curled up to Sandy. Yeah. That's all you need. Mm. Cut this weird, like homage to a film someone's worked on. Like
1: a meal, yeah. there's
0: Easter eggs, that's too much. They're yeah. just boring. But yeah, they're slowly becoming parents and not boss and employee.
1: Mm-hmm. Putting
0: Annie to bed is such a sweet sequence. And like you said, how does he know how to do that with a nightgown?
1: Yeah, so Daddy Warbucks, at this point isn't Daddy Warbucks, he's still Mr Warbucks. Grace is putting Annie to sleep to bed and he, she sends Daddy Warbucks in to get her nightgown. And he does a very parenty thing. Where because she's wearing a full-length nightdress, it's which has long sleeves. He puts his arms the wrong way down the sleeves and then into the dress so that he can put, take Annie's hands and pull them through yeah. the sleeves. I don't know if that description made any sense. But
0: watch it, like it's a very dad thing to do. Like yeah. Albert Finney is clearly put his kids to bed. Right? Yes,
1: he he clearly. Or a director was like, This is gonna be the easiest and best way to do this, you're just gonna do it. But
0: weird because like he's never done like, he that show. Where do has it. he learned to do the skill? Admittedly it's nice because he then turns to Grace, he's like, Good mothering you know like, like
1: how did you know how to do and that? And she you turns to, to him bed. and he's
0: like, We put him to bed. You you, you put him to bed, yeah. Like, you helped.
1: He's having a sudden like moment.
0: Like this is fatherhood, it's rewarding. Yeah. And, then and wakes
1: up the next morning and it's over. But
0: then Grace comes up to her and says that she wants to keep her. Yep. But Daddy Warbucks loves capitalism over children. Capitalism is the only C word he loves.
1: Capitalism can't love you back. That's but he has
0: noticed how attractive Grace is. He talks about how he loves her crooked teeth.
1: Yeah. And the
0: weirdest interaction.
1: It's, it's almost negging.
0: Yeah. It is, yeah. It's totally nagging. It's like, well, I, she's
1: talking to you've him. You got
0: crooked teeth. Oh, yeah. I like them. but Other men might not.
1: Yeah, because she's talking, and he clearly isn't listening. And then, over her talking, says, "Your teeth are crooked," and she's like, "Oh, oh, I'll have them fixed." Because she's—that's her job—is to fix things that he doesn't like. And he's like, "No, I like them." And she's like, "Oh, well, I'll keep them then." Like, he—he he isn't in charge of what you look like. No.
0: You're, he is your boss, but, like, come on. So, two things. Firstly, he looks way older. Like, way older than Grace. Like that's a weird kind of, like, casting choice. Like, they never get explicitly romantic, but, like... They kiss at the end. Yeah, it's, it's kind of, like, in the same way, like... My Fair Lady is, like, they get romantic at the end. Like, it just kind of
1: happens. Yeah, in the in the stage show, it is more obvious.
0: Yeah. My second thing, what is it with this and Sound of Music, this idea of like rich man falls in love with the help who's also looking after the child? Like, is this some kind of romantic dream for women that they're going to look after some rich man's child and he's going to fall in love with her? Like, it's weird. It's a, it's a plot point that I didn't really get in Sound of Music. It sounds I'm, like an E.L. James novel. It does. Like, it just sounds really weird. But, yeah. like, I could find if it only happened in... in sound of music but it happens here
1: yeah it's a it's a weird it's a
0: weird plot point but like like even my fair lady has it like admittedly eliza's not the help but still like it's just a weird plot point that i never really noticed before and i've seen three things this year that have it quite prominently i
1: haven't really thought about it i suppose it's probably from a point of like when these things are set, marrying up is only a good thing. It's, like, fairly exclusively a good thing.
0: And men can have the choice in it because, obviously, they've got the inheritance. And If they find somebody beautiful and younger, like, I'll have them. Yeah. And for women, you want to marry into rich. Like, again, like, Angelica had to marry into wealth.
1: Yeah. Like, that's what, sadly, women were historically kind of trying to do if you could marry a rich man who would not be terrible to you which is the lowest bar and also means that you don't have to work for the rest of your life you're kind of set
0: money 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 yeah. it's a rich man's world sure is we've got annie oh <laughs>
1: my favorite line in this whole film
0: what's your favorite line
1: Makes you relax like a big tax rebate.
0: There's that lovely <laughs> shots as Grace dances, like as you're panning across mm. as she goes. through. That's lovely. Mm-hmm. It's really, yeah, it's really weird because it's really well shot, but also the song sucks. Well, yeah, the ending is the ending sucks as well. Yeah. Like this is awful, and this is one that wasn't in it in the stage show. No, it isn't in the stage show. There's
1: a couple of songs that it replaces. So yeah. there's a song called "You Make Me Happy." Which makes me happy when times are blue. Grey, but no. Okay. It's Grace essentially singing to Daddy Warbucks. Then you've got one called You Won't Be an Orphan for Long, which is Grace and Daddy you Warbucks singing. They're singing about how they want to adopt her, essentially, and Daddy Warbucks is saying That it's going to be great, and everything's going to be the same, but Annie will be there. And Grace essentially ends it with, like, well, no, that's not how children work. Everything will change. And then he sings a song called Why Should I Change a Thing? And then Annie sings Maybe Reprise, which is her essentially saying, like, what am I going to do?
0: Well,
1: I'll see it when we see the the wonderful one. No, that is, again, not... Or is it not yeah no it's it's not the stage show it's just that's weird, why I'm yeah. willing to tell you so much about the stage show no that's good like
0: it's just it's weird you know, I, yeah I, I really choices? do hate the end of this song. we've already talked about it so there's no point to dwelling on it now but just the depiction of the ass and Puon um, here are awful mm-hmm. and the music and the orchestration like I usually talk about how much I love the orchestration over things. That this, orchestration that scene is horrible, yeah. atrocious. It's I've got no time for that. And it does make me cautious, like, when we do eventually get against The King and I, I'm really now concerned, like, if this is what they're doing in 1982 with music, but oriental, mm-hmm. you know, like, in um, inverted commas, oh, yeah. like, if that's what they're doing in 1982, I'm dreading King and I. And I'm already dreading that because Rodgers and Hammerstein. I'm dreading it for fear of how it deals with sensitive subject well, of race.
1: when we do eventually watch The King and I, we will be watching the Kelly O'Hara stage version. We won't be watching the film because I'm not I'm subjected to that. Yeah. Essentially, We Got Annie is where the interval should fall cool. in this film. So it we does are now like into act
0: two. And it's your kind of arc that you've suggested that everything's up only to come down.
1: Yeah, we need something to happen now which will let the, the sort of all happen which is essentially Daddy
0: Warbucks telling Annie that he wants to adopt her and her being like no, no I so, have parents Daddy and Hannigan <laughs> have an exchange she <laughs> screams are you and... just
1: going to call him Daddy now yes okay
0: Daddy and Hannigan have an exchange she shuts the door and screams and he doesn't notice I hate that trope hate it
1: I love it it's one of my favourite jokes I love and hate no, it no because like... he, so- he notices he notices
0: Oh, well, that's good. At least he notices. I didn't think he did that. She gets another good line sinfully handsome. Yes, definitely. And they sing, Be mine.
1: They sing, Sign. Okay. So Hannigan is trying to seduce him. Seduce him, I guess.
0: Basically, to stop him from signing Annie's adoption
1: papers. I think it's more like, Take me with you, too, than Don't do this
0: and he calls her out for being awful like right? he knows everything about this place even though he's only just coming here for the first time
1: yeah and it he starts out being really tolerant and really nice to her yeah and then very very quickly descends to calling her out for exactly who she is and being like you are a drunk and a waste of my time
0: go back to making your bathtub gin what yeah. i'm done here how does he know all this we go back to his place and the Asp is an awful bodyguard because he has trained Annie to hurt Daddy. Yeah. Which, like, I did think at this point, he's like, do you know what, I don't want to adopt you anymore, I'm out. Like, yeah. like in Dragon's Den. Oh he's going to turn to Grace and be like, I'm out.
1: Changed my mind, she kicked me. Yeah, Annie kicks him in the leg and it's like, the Asp told me karate, you want to see? Kicks him in the leg. Then he has Punjab help him to the sofa. And magic fix his leg. Yes.
0: Like, this is the weird thing I started to notice at this point, obviously before the consequences. Out of plot. Like everything seems to just go very ideally and quickly. Like we've gotten to this point, we're three days into them knowing each other, like they're only gonna have her. Yeah, for a this week. whole and show so,
1: takes over the place of the week.
0: Yeah. So Daddy Warbox tells the story to Annie of how he became Jeff Bezos.
1: <laughs> mm. Yeah, I guess they just very nearly snorted.
0: It is, like that's head. it. And funnily enough, with like the bald head, they look the same. Yeah, I love it. So like, I always
1: thought Daddy Warbucks really looked like my uncle when I was a kid.
0: I can also see that.
1: Shout out to Uncle Stephen. I know he won't be listening to this.
0: <laughs> no, but Kitty might be, so <laughs> yeah.
1: Kitty, tell your dad that he looks like Daddy Warbucks. He'll hate
0: it. And Daddy Warbucks gets on one knee. He has a box. Tiffany's and he opens the box for Annie, and he says, "Annie, will you make me the happiest man and
1: let me Daddy adopt in you?" The world.
0: She says, "No." <laughs> she says, "Flat out, no, because I've got parents." Yeah.
1: So Annie, you can
0: freeze this film, pinpoint the exact moment his heart breaks.
1: He doesn't even look heartbroken. He just looks confused.
0: He's a man who's anyone's never anyone's been told no. no.
1: Yeah. So Annie explains to to Mr. Warbucks that she. Isn't an orphan because her parents are going to come back for her at some point, and she has half of a locket. And I actually want to find my parents, and that's what I've been about this whole time. Seventy minutes into yeah, this, yeah, you moment. never mentioned them before.
0: Literally, and, and do you know what? I will We're in say act this too. In Act yeah. Two, it is really nice that he will throw all of his resources behind.
1: Oh yeah, to for help. sure.
0: He doesn't have to. At this point, you could be like, "Cool, back to the orphanage with you."
1: And then we have the weirdest tangent in this whole movie, which is they put out
0: a PSA, like an advert. Yeah. I loved this sequence.
1: This is John Barrowman.
0: This is John Barrowman. But he. One hundred percent. I. This is like hairspray. Yeah. Right? This is the, That's the kind of show. character
1: we're going for. So
0: I really love how they're producing the radio show. here. would like, you know, they're walking on. Like would You have the
1: sound effects, guy. Like,
0: live. Yeah. If for some reason, she's bought the puppet. Like, no one's going to see this puppet. Maybe it just helps her get in character.
1: Ventriloquist dummies are the genuine, like, freakiest little things.
0: They are weird. I adore Daddy Warbucks in this, like, his awful <laughs> script work. Warbucks interrupts! Drop Drops script! Day. Yeah. I love it. And, like, anytime time someone tries to stop him... He just barrels on. Coon job just saps them down, which yeah. like a nice moment if not with that character. Like if you had like a bodyguard who was just like
1: yeah.
0: knocking people out the way, like just to let him go on uninterrupted. Like he's taking the bodyguard duty to a T because like they put their hands on Daddy Warbucks and he and saps Annie, them down. And Annie, he does it for yeah, Annie too. Like I love that. Like if the character had been depicted better, that would have been a really nice moment. Yeah,
1: but he
0: wasn't. Yes. I loved this sequence. I really did. And
1: he gets Daddy Warbucks gets tricked into doing an advert on air.
0: Yeah. Which is. Yeah, and he's essentially saying that we're trying to find Little Orphan Annie's parents. She's not Little Orphan Annie. She's lost Little Annie.
1: Yeah, and he.
0: I've got five thousand dollars. Fifty. Fifty. Oof, I thought she was only worth five. Fifty. Fifty thousand dollars. Yeah. To whoever. Can come forward with information, or work with her parents.
1: No, they said they didn't even say information. They just said, "If you are her parents, I will give you fifty thousand dollars to come and get her." Yeah. Essentially, take her away from
0: yeah. me. So we get the really awful sequence. Where we cut back to the kids who are singing. Like it's just inconsequential. At this
1: point. Hey, it's yes, hope, man. Hey, that and The
0: kids, you know, what, right? So this is the thing. They're having a great time. The kids are cute. And, like, it's nice watching them have fun and sing. Like, don't it's get me more wrong. More fun on stage. But like, no, but even then, like, they're cute. But I don't care about this scene because it doesn't actually have any bearing on the plot. I'm just like, okay, yeah. come on. You've got two hours and ten minutes of this. Like, if mm-hmm. you're going to use two hours, ten minutes to make it important, yeah. this could have been an hour and a half. Annie's going to Washington. This is so stupid. So,
1: <sighs> Annie says way earlier on, when they're going to go to the cinema, actually. He yeah. says, what would you like to do? And she says, I'd like to go to Washington and meet the president. And Warbugs is like, no. And then when they realise that there are hundreds of people lying up outside to come forward as Annie's parents, Grace says to Daddy Warbugs, she shouldn't have to be here for this. Like, I'll interview them. Take her somewhere else so that she doesn't have to see all of this, and so that she doesn't have to see that there are bad people in the world who would want to pretend to be yeah. her parents because that is she shouldn't have seen Yeah, to see no, this She's is right.
0: great parenting from the pair of them. Yeah. So they go to the daddy copter.
1: Yeah. And fly
0: to Washington
1: <laughs> to see
0: Roosevelt, FDR. I, oh, I know. And a... also Eleanor Roosevelt, who is here. This is just the stupidest section, and like
1: this is something from the
0: cartoon. Oh yeah, one hundred. And I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's just no. I think this is why I was so like I didn't want to watch Annie because I thought it was going to be like really serious. No. And it's just pantomime. Yeah,
1: it's not. It's to be
0: so, so stupid and ridiculous. Yeah. And like sometimes it goes too much that way. But like mm. oh, this is so stupid.
1: So, Warbucks and. Roosevelt, having a conversation about how Roosevelt wants to give new life to the young people of the Great Depression and give them jobs and housing to work in the national parks and to...
0: It's the New Deal. So yeah. he's looking to launch his New Deal, which are his, his steps to saving the economy. Right. So the Great Depression started in August of 1929 it lasted 43 months the new deal was launched how
1: long is 43 months
0: so the new deal was launched at the start of march 1933 and that's when the great depression officially ends right however the new deal was very controversial and there was a second revised version of the new deal that launched in 1935 which was like met with even more controversy
1: right
0: so he's talking about the new deal here he's not launched it right so well, this he, he's be... saying that
1: he wants Warbucks to help run it.
0: Yes, because, like,
1: he's a connoisseur of business. Right. But what he's talking about is child labour. Yeah. And he convinces Annie to be sort of the figurehead of it. Yes. Because he thinks that kids will only listen to a kid. And hey, suddenly rich child, why don't you be the poster girl for all these kids that I'm going to make work for me. Yeah, It just is a really strange scene. However, of
0: questions. two weeks in a row, George Washington's on the podcast.
1: Yeah, this time he's whiter.
0: A little bit. Quite a little bit. Very different version, you know. I
1: mean, it is an actual portrait of him. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. it really is, but that's quite cool. Like, we're in the... And, you know, like, FDR is...
1: They're in the. They're supposed to be in the White House,
0: right? Yeah, and, like, accurate depiction of FDR being in a wheelchair. Like, he suffered polio when he was younger, mm-hmm. so, like...
1: But oh, also, apparently, he had... You know when they're all sat at the table and his wheelchair is a lot higher than the yeah. table? Apparently, that was a real thing, is that, like, yeah. a lot of the tables that were in the White House were too low down for him. I a ring
0: to him. wish I had counted how many times she said leaping lizards... <laughs>
1: Because, like, at this point, nervous. I would
0: be drunk for doing a drinking game.
1: Yeah.
0: So, the big song is essentially a propaganda song. Yeah. To sing to these people that have nothing, yep. that are struggling day to day, that they are singing. Like, don't worry, have faith in the American economy, because it will get better. Yeah. I, how was I not, not a- what about, how was I not...
1: aware? it's about.
0: How was I not aware that this song was used in such an absurd and ridiculous manner.
1: Because it's not in the stage show. So in the stage show, it is framed as, it's very, very early on, It's one of the first songs. Yes. And she has already run away. And she is out on the street looking around, and there's homeless camps and things behind her. And she's singing Tomorrow to Herself. The rest of the stage is very, very dark. There's basically just a spot on her, and she sings tomorrow. And it's supposed to be her telling herself it's going to get better.
0: That's always what I thought it was. That like, is what it's being supposed in, to like, be. this orphanage and being like, it's fine, because like, tomorrow is a latter day.
1: Yeah, but this comes across as like, Annie doesn't understand what the grown-ups are talking about, and she just knows that everyone seems really unhappy. So she's like... Well, I have this song that I sing when I'm really unhappy and it makes me feel better. Here yeah. it is. This is really, like, bad. Yeah. And then uh, Roosevelt says a great line, which is, the president gets a solo. Yes. So he sings on his own.
0: Rooster has decided he's going to pretend to be Annie's dad for money.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And... We get a great song. Yeah, like, the parents are dead. Miss Hannigan is oh. Planigan to steal the money isn't
1: it awful how they drop that
0: yeah like it's just like oh yeah Miss
1: Hannigan's like oh her parents died in a fire and I like, got all of their stuff the police sent it to me yeah
0: and like, like oh yeah, my god here you go I'll help you like with your con
1: as long as I get $25,000 for it yeah
0: so we get Easy Street again like do you know what well performed yep I just don't give a damn about these characters so
1: half of this song was filmed after they had finished wrapped because they decided they wanted to put the full version in. They'd already filmed the majority of it. They just wanted to put in a couple of extra verses and a chorus in. Yeah. Carol Burnett had plastic surgery on her chin wow. after they wrapped and then got called back. So you know how she keeps walking into the walls.
0: Yeah.
1: Because her face changes twice.
0: Jeez, I didn't notice. So that.
1: the. The whole beginning bit happens, then she walks into the door for the first time, then from that point until the next time she walks into the door, she's, that's plastic surgery carabonet and then after that we're back to normal carabonet I had no idea, I didn't even spot you that. You absolutely would not notice, she doesn't look
0: any different. Like, the three of them are having a way of time, they perform this song great, but the fact is I just didn't care, because mm. like, they're not going to win. Yeah. And there's nothing about the character that feels like they've got actual stakes. Like, it's. And Tim Curry's had better sequences on stairs, so.
1: That's true, but he doesn't normally dance with two women at once, and I do enjoy that.
0: Yeah, you know, fun, but, like, he can yeah. dance with Rocky just as well.
1: Do you know who was supposed to play Rooster? Hey. Steve Martin. And.
0: Again, Steve Martin can do he better. He turned
1: it down. Yeah. Because he had recently broken up. Bernadette Peters.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. Cool.
1: Is there a
0: street. It
1: I just, love that song. I think that's it's a, an absolute bop. It's a nice yeah. song, but like, I'm, I'm enjoying the song. Again, people singing about what they actually want.
0: Yeah. I'm enjoying the song, but like.
1: Yeah, you don't care about the characters. It's too little, mine. too
0: late to, to make me care about these characters. Mm-hmm. If this song had come on earlier, like, maybe I'd have cared more.
1: That makes sense.
0: I never realized how many dishonest people there are in New York.
1: There's <laughs> <It's> only 800. <laughs> she says she interviewed 800 people and they're all dishonest. They're all lying. None of them knew about Annie's locket. Which is how they're judging apparently. Well, which makes sense. Which like, and it turns out Miss Hannigan had the locket the yeah, whole time.
0: Like, it makes sense. It's actually a pretty good barometer. It's like the same way if I
1: Oh, we skipped over the other orphans hear Miss Hannigan's plan, yeah. or Rooster's plan, but they hear Miss Hannigan talking about it, and try to run to Fifth Avenue to tell him what happened, and they get locked in the cupboard, and then...
0: You can see, like, Tim Curry's being so careful to not hurt the kids. You right. can, he, He's tries, person, he tries not to touch them at all. only person in this film that seems to care about the welfare of, like, the... Young actors. We're
1: going to get to that because it's a really interesting thing with Carol Burnett later on. Awesome. But yeah, they get locked in the cupboard and then they find that they can actually climb out window? Skylight?
0: It's like a skylight thing. Yeah. So they knock a cupboard down and they climb out.
1: Yeah. And then they climb down the side of the building. And it is the kids doing it because, as we said, this is pre-people caring enough about children. Yeah, the kids to... doing their
0: own stunts. Yep. One of my they, favorite moments. They
1: decide they're going to Fifth
0: Avenue. Happens in like a weird sequence before that. Yeah. So the kids have been locked up, but then they escape. In between them escaping, we have Annie talking to Daddy Warbucks, and she says, "I guess they're dead. I guess, I've always known, but in such a monotone." She guess, doesn't care. I guess they're dead. I guess I've always known.
1: Yeah. You your kid, you just lucked out. You're about to be the child of billionaire.
0: Yeah, but then. Enter Rooster. Yes. And Annie doesn't seem convinced that they're her parents, because they're not magical like she's probably thought. Yeah, they're not how she's pictured them. Nobody seems to believe them, but unfortunately they've got the proof of the locket. They
1: also say that her surname is Mulch. Yeah.
0: Which is the worst.
1: Yeah. It's actually Bennett. Yes. But, yeah, they say that they're the Mulches and that they own a hardware store. And they live above it, and they've got a yard. And they're
0: trying really hard because, like, Tim Curry gets the money. And he's like, "No, we don't need the money."
1: And then Lily takes it.
0: Yeah. So like, that... it's almost like they they lose their con to, by trying too hard. To yeah. Like, We're not. But there's the a money. really
1: weird. Daddy Warbucks is really strange, and I'm not sure what emotion he's he supposed that weird to be thing showing. With the
0: check where he's waving it back and forth. And
1: I think he just wants right. to see who's going to take it. Yes. But also, when Lily takes it. He looks her dead in the eye, which is straight down the camera for us. And says, I suggest you put that in your pocket. And then we cut. What emotion do you think that's supposed to be? Because he just seems angry.
0: I think he's angry because I think he senses that something's wrong.
1: I think they all do. Even Annie knows something's
0: wrong. But they've got the proof. And they do have the proof.
1: Yeah, they have her birth certificate, seemingly.
0: When you're judging your whole like case on this locket and they've got it what more can you do so they have DNA testing
1: well so he's he's managed to find out everything about Miss Hannigan which is why she isn't the one doing it yeah but hasn't thought oh yeah the same person that got to investigate Miss Hannigan or get to look into these people you don't just give a child to someone Uh, um, Miss
0: Hannigan did it perhaps that's just Mm -hmm. the time I guess so Like we say,
1: nobody cares about kids. Grace is
0: sad and Annie says bye. She's basically like, give my clothes to the orphans. Yes, this this Molly will love my swimsuit. She can wear it all the time. Yeah. And he's now sad he wore bucks. Aww. Because Annie drives off.
1: Yeah, she leaves. Now we're into the
0: bizarre streak. Right, so they're driving. Yeah. They stop for a blind woman. it's Miss Hannigan. Annie realises... She's in trouble. Yeah, and the orphans are giving up because we're never going to make it because we're on the they right street. find
1: for... Fifth Avenue. But this
0: is house number one. They've got to look for.
1: They've got to get to nine eight seven Fifth Avenue, which we never get to. Which doesn't exist. But if it did, would be opposite the Metropolitan Museum of Art.
0: Cool. Oh. Which is why it doesn't exist. But when, when you I... say opposite, on the opposite side of. No, it should be directly opposite.
1: Okay. That's where it should be. That's why it doesn't exist. Okay. It would be in Central it Park. It is weird,
0: but then they're just sat there, and their car pulls up in front of them. Sandy jumps out, and can see like, them,
1: and they're like, "Oh my god, it's Sandy!" Com- Sandy knows where to go. Completely ignoring oh, that
0: Annie's in front of them, like they see Sandy jump off the out of this car. Yeah, they don't think of trying to save Annie. Then,
1: well, I would have assumed if I saw the car with the dog on it, I would have assumed like she was
0: with Daddy Warbucks, maybe. Then why not run to that car and be like, "No, exactly. Why not?" That's run a, to a weird the sequence. Sandy saves the day. Some of the kids want to give up, and Sandy barks at them until Sandy he goes run. back for Duffy. Yeah, the worst security guard ever. Like Daddy Warbucks' house. Yeah. Oh. If you want to see Mr. Warbucks, that's fine. Yeah, come right no in. No wonder, like, assassins are getting yeah. in. Because he's put. Like, oh, you want to see him? You've got a bomb. Perfect. He'll love it. Here you come. Yeah, like, worse security.
1: We'll let our magic
0: bodyguards take care
1: of it. Yeah. Molly faints immediately.
0: I love that he's willing to believe them, like, straight out. He doesn't, like, doubt them. It, it's definitely not the same Daddy Warbucks from the opening, where he's dismissive. Like, he listens. He cares yeah and no questions asked he listens rallying the police
1: and i think it helps that you get the idea that he already knew there was something wrong here.
0: it's like another parallel to my fair lady how you know they can ring up the prime minister and be like help us find this woman yeah he can ring the president of the united states and be like drop everything there's a missing child yeah and sure enough, everything's dropped. So, he's, you know, he's in Washington. He's like, yes, we'll start a nationwide search. Mm-hmm. I guess you have that power if you're the president. Yeah, but, like, that's the power of Daddy Warbox. Yeah. Annie's resourceful. She gets them to stop. She begs all three of them, I need to pee, and I will pee, and you don't want to clean up.
1: No, and Lily's like, no, I don't want to clean up. So yourself. they
0: stop, and she runs away.
1: She grabs the cheque. Yes, off of Miss Hannigan, stomps on her foot and runs through a gap in a gate.
0: Tim Curry, perfect candidate for the Titan Games here because he climbs that fence like it's nothing. He chases her like it's nothing. Mm. Very good. So
1: as as they're running, they get to an old railway bridge. Uh, One of those ones that can... It goes over water, but it can go in half and up, like Tower Bridge, and it's up. Yeah. And And she rips up the check.
0: Because the car pulls up literally right in front, like it stops perfect timing to not hit her. Mm. Which like their problem would have been done. If they hit her, then they've got the check. They don't need her at this point.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And this is the thing. This is the point at which Miss Hannigan is like, wait, I there's the line, I found it. It Here is the line.
0: Child murder. So yeah, she rips up the check and Tim Curry has lost it. And he's going to kill her. Oh, and, and he shouts, like,
1: God damn it, kid. Which is only in there to bump this film up to being a PG at the time. Yeah, Because saying, God damn it, made it a PG movie. Um, because they thought people would only take very young children to see it if yeah. it was a U. So they had to bump it up to a PG so that people would take like any That's aged children to see it. Just super interesting because now it's a you. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, yeah, he goes after, and Miss Hannigan's like, oh, God, he's going to kill her. Mm-hmm. And that's where she's like, right, you either live long enough to, to
1: be here or
0: see yourself become the villain. She's seen herself become the villain. She's going to take two steps back and she's going to try and save the day. Yes. And gives chase and stops. Himself. And he's climbing this bridge. Right. So,
1: Hal Burnett refused to film this scene. Really? Because Eileen Quinn, who plays Annie, does the majority of the climbing for this scene. Yeah. Not all of it. Not from the wide shots. That's a stunt actor. But the majority of the close-ups is Eileen Quinn climbing. At the bottom of the ladder that she is climbing, there was a hole. Because they poured water down it and the water is draining into this hole because it was filmed on a set. Yeah, They need somewhere for the water to go. She was absolutely petrified of slipping while climbing this wet ladder yeah. falling into this hole where all the water's draining into and dying to the point that Burnett refused to film the scene till they closed the hole or put something over it because she could see how scared Eileen Quinn was. Letter. Yeah. Apparently she was like a real mother figure to all the kids on but the set. But kind it's of like
0: this is the thing. So Annie's mum is going to be on set as well. Right? Yeah, she was, yeah. How are you letting that... Your kid's going to
1: be a child star and make you lots of money? Yeah. But...
0: It's not worth I it think if it your child well, falls and dies, is it?
1: Around this kind of time, how much are people listening to mothers on sets? Like, there's a reason why there's a chaperone system now and not yeah. a mother system.
0: No. Yeah. Hollywood has not got the best track record for the way it's treating its young at this point in time, right. there's a lot worse. There's stories. actually
1: a documentary coming out about it.
0: Yeah, there's a lot worse stories. Yep. So it doesn't surprise me, but like, mm. good for Carol Burnett, like, yeah, you know, yeah. stopping that as well. Being like, we're not filming this. So we stop until and, you do this. Yeah. Thank heavens that Sandy was looking out for Annie.
1: Yeah, and apparently she was doing it for all the other kids too. She was really looking. They out
0: must have it. loved it, like turning on, like.
1: Turning on Miss Hannigan. The Miss
0: Hannigan, but like also knowing. That's awesome.
1: Well, this is the thing. So I was reading the the actress that originally played Miss Hannigan on Broadway apparently really didn't like children or dogs and didn't want to perform with children or dogs because she didn't like working with them, which is a super interesting take, I think. I think if you're going to have to be in a film with children and animals, your only choice is to really like them. Yeah. Because if you're really mean to the kids on set with you, they're not going to work well with you.
0: So, well, this is, I was on Reddit during the week and I read something about Brian Cranston, who, I love Brian Cranston. Mm. So he plays the dad in Malcolm in the Middle and there's a lot of kids on set. Yeah. Brian Cranston joined a songwriters guild. Yeah. So that he got paid royalties for tunes he hums or whistles on the show. And he threw parties for the cast and crew with the royalty checks that he got from those humming. That's
1: so cute. Yeah.
0: Like, these adults making this experience for the kids Yeah, is so amazing. Like, you know, that sounds like a really savvy thing that an actor could do to put more money in their pocket, but he's mm-hmm. using it for good. Thank God there are people like Brian Cranston and Carol Burnett who are Making these experiences fun for the kids they're working
1: with, yeah,
0: like that's awesome. So Tim Curry's made a career of chasing kids,
1: yeah.
0: You know he's done it here, he's done it in Home Alone. Miss Hannigan's trying to save the day. We're clearly at the circus with the the little trampoline that the firefighters bring on.
1: <laughs> yeah. Have you seen that? You've seen this in other movies, right? What's like mean? firefighter trampoline thing? Yeah, in Dumbo. I guess, sure, it is in Dumbo.
0: This is a real thing. Yeah, yeah, I know. Like, but it's just like it looks like it's a circus because it's the smallest trampoline. Yeah. Like, if Annie falls from that height, that trampoline is doing nothing. Mm. Also, Tim Curry was in his youth
1: renowned for wanting to do all his own stunts. Oh yeah, probably, I'm willing to believe that he did the ones
0: in there. I'm so into believe he slid down as well. Yeah. So he's chasing, and he catches up with her really quickly. Like he's got quite a bit of a disadvantage at first because yeah. obviously his sister's kept him. However,
1: we see him when he jumps over that chain link fence. He's yeah. obviously quite like athletic.
0: Oh yeah, like again, good planning for the Titan Games here. Like yeah, he's he's got the ball and he, he's chasing it. Like, yeah, we love that show. I can't wait for season season two to get onto Netflix. Yeah, Daddy Warbucks and Grace are in the car. With, like, all the police officers behind, mm-hmm. and then you've got Punjab and the Asp in the daddy copter. Yes,
1: the Asp is flying the daddy copter, and Punjab sees Annie.
0: Which is weird, like, it just looks like a standard car. How can anyone see, like, what car it is? It's clearly going in the, it's the only car going in that direction, Like, and every other car's going away. But they find and they're they're relaying instructions because Danny Warbuck has a phone in his car. Like that's amazing. Oh, for the time, yeah. Yeah, and they're basically getting there. So Annie's climbing and she's she's literally teetering and holding on. Yeah. Because Tim Curry's gonna kill her. Yeah. Probably shouldn't say Tim Curry's gonna kill her because that's like definitely the character. Rooster's gonna kill her.
1: Yeah.
0: And Annie's scared. Like the most vulnerable we have seen this character.
1: Yeah. She, she is a scared kid and at this point. <sighs> She's screaming
0: too. Punjab takes off his turban yes. and he ties it to the leg of the Daddy Cartet and he climbs down it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Which is bad on so many levels.
1: Yeah, especially because underneath his turban he has his hair tied up yeah. in a bun. Which.
0: Yeah, like it's a very bad choice. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. he's the hero. He saves Annie. Yeah. Annie climbs into his arms, and he's caring. He's nurturing towards her, which again, like he says, like,
1: tells her to be brave. Like it's all really cute. There's lovely
0: moments again, like more moments where this character can be so much more than just this awful caricature. I just really want to know who was like. Yes, this is a great choice. Signed off on it.
1: Well, especially that there mm-hmm. must have been some idea of like, okay, he's going to be the one that saves Annie. Mm-hmm. Fine. Yeah, he there's a ladder in the daddy copter and he climbs down it to save her and what somebody was like, Oh, you know what would be really cool if he took his turban off and climbed down that and we saw exactly how he ties it to the leg yeah, of the daddy cop- like it's,
0: it's weird, but It's not even weird, it's just racist. Yeah, like it's just awful. He saves Annie. Yeah. And
1: we Roos- come down. he kicks
0: Rooster in the face. Yeah. And Rooster Clyde like, just Slide goes down. Sam. And we never see him again. We don't know what happens to him. We
1: assume like, that he was arrested yeah, it's not for important.
0: something. And we get together at last.
1: Together forever.
0: Happy endings for all.
1: Yes. So Annie now lives with Daddy Woolworths. It's the 4th of July.
0: Great Gatsby. Yeah. Basically.
1: And all of the other orphans are here, dressed in really nice clothes now. Do you think he
0: adopted them? Do you think he just like, has made his, his mansion in your orphanage.
1: In the stage,
0: though... <laughs> is that what happens?
1: He has a lot of very rich friends, and he's like, all of my friends can have children. A child for you, and a child for you. Yeah.
0: That doesn't seem kosher.
1: Hmm. Not really. But, like, I mean, he gets
0: them all adopted by rich families, so... They're happy. In I home. would assume it's all done legally. I'd hope so because presumably something happens to Miss Hannigan like for her part in it. even though she become like in this version I don't know the stage version but presumably yeah, Rooster is going to say like look we couldn't have got this and we couldn't have got as far without Miss Hannigan
1: yeah,
0: and people are going to find out she's been mistreating these orphans so they've got to go somewhere mm-hmm. like we don't know what happens to the villains, which always bugs me. Like, I, I, It's liked... a children's movie. Yeah, but I like seeing the justice. I, I like seeing justice get served.
1: Yeah.
0: It, all we needed was just a shot of Tim Curry. In, in the back of a police car Yeah, or with, with Macaulay Culkin waving at him and like yeah. Like That's all we needed. Yeah. Best fireworks. they spell
1: her name Spell out? her name. I, w- I can't believe they didn't spell out the end. Also... The stage musical ends at Christmas. It's like Christmas morning and they all get adopted.
0: Well, I mean, we've had two musicals in a row that are independence.
1: Yeah, sure.
0: America. America.
1: That is the whole plot of this musical,
0: isn't it? It's just everyone being like,
1: America. It's the
0: American dream. Yeah. You know, being an orphan and getting adopted by a rich billionaire. Yeah, it's the American dream. Yeah, for sure. I'm still hoping to find myself a Daddy Warbucks. <laughs> I bet. Okay. So, what did you think?
1: What was your favourite song?
0: I think I'm going to like it here. Yeah? Yeah, that's fun. I kind of figured. It, it, not just for the fact I knew it from something else, like, yeah. it's a fun song. Do
1: you think you enjoy these things more 100%. when you recognise
0: them? Yeah. Like, I really like when I finally see a source
1: yeah
0: it's like in the same way when Trek 2 came out yeah the opening with accidentally in love like they referenced lord of the rings they referenced spider-man i've seen those jokes like i've seen those films yeah and i love seeing them like something really nice about getting like a joke like that yeah so this is kind of the reverse of that. Like, I'm finally understanding the jokes and things that I've grown up with. Mm-hmm. Like, that episode of Family Guy, I would have watched when I was, like, ten. Yeah. So I know that. And it's been, I've, I've watched that episode so many times since that point.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, like, I love it. In the same way that now, I've not watched Family Guy for a long, long time. But listening to Stewie's voice in that, I can just hear Rex Harrison. And obviously, like, he's the source material. Yeah. It just changes the way I'm watching this, and it just makes it a lot more fun.
1: Yeah,
0: you know, it's interesting. So that was your best song. What's your worst song? Movies slash We've Got Annie.
1: Yep, Brenner.
0: Both both entirely forgettable. Both written
1: for the film.
0: Yeah. What was your best song? What is my favorite song? song Is Easy Street or Little Girls,
1: depending on my mood.
0: Little Girls is good. Yeah, and I think Hal does a really good job with it.
1: He's super interested next month when we watch the next one to see whether that changes well yeah
0: like this is it i'm, I'm interested to see like how much a performer can change that you know i, I firmly think if you get a good performer of something mm. you know you you are going to be drawn to it more.
1: yeah
0: i think the songs in cinderella are good But yeah. i think performed by brandy who is a good singer mm-hmm. like I did some research post that episode and realised like I recognise her from other things and she's a good singer, but I don't think she's a good musical theatre singer. No, and it
1: is a very different
0: style. So, like, you know, no shade.
1: Yeah.
0: Who would you want to play? Daddy Warbucks. I mean, in fairness, there's two male characters in this. Daddy Warbucks, but I'm not going bored for it. I'll Mm -hmm. have my hair as it is, thank you very much. (laughs) You're such a diva. You cannot make me shave my hair.
1: I'll get you a bald
0: cap. You'll be fine. Who would you want to play?
1: Miss Hannigan. I can see that. She's great. The older I get, the more I'm like, yes, Miss Hannigan. She knows what's up. Yeah. There are versions of Lily where she's more fun.
0: Yeah. But, you know. And I never wanted to play Annie when I was a kid. But you've never been kind of... Interesting, grace's role no i because i so personally i think i am not a good enough singer to be an ingenue i mean right let's just throw this out there people have heard me sing right like i, as I don't think last week i don't think the singing is part of what we look for in this. no and so this is completely hypothetical i
1: know that but in real life I am not a strong enough singer to play an enginine character. Therefore, I always am more drawn to character actors and those kind of parts. So Miss Hannigan is a character. Yeah.
0: Character um, parts are more fun. Yeah. Like, without a doubt.
1: It doesn't matter if I don't hit my note properly if I'm singing Little Girls because she's drunk. Like, it doesn't matter.
0: And I completely agree with you. Like, it's part of, I say it every week, but it's part of why Waitress is so good because they're characters mm-hmm. like that's what you love yeah They're not just like singer number one
1: who was your mvp
0: sandy the dog not carol burnett who carries this film sandy is is the the, the most valuable pet he's yeah. the mvp
1: yeah
0: he's he's a good dog he's a good dog and i would give him all the head scratches
1: yeah
0: it's obviously mishap Like she does so much like with this role. Like it is fun and you know that when she's on screen you're going to enjoy it. Yeah. Even if like it's a scene that's inconsequential, like the bits where the kids will go back. Mm -hmm. It's still just nice to see her like reacting to them. Yeah. She's just such a good actress. Yeah, so we've got two MVPs. Most valuable player is Carol Burnett, Mm -hmm. most valuable pet is Sam.
1: And special recognition to Eileen Quinn because Yeah she is such a genuine child Yeah It's it's really it makes a difference I think especially because we are in the age of child actors at the moment I think There's Look a at Stranger lot of, Things Yeah Right like...
0: Everything at the moment is going like that Stranger Things and It And like a little further back in time now but Chloe Grace Mortez in Kick-Ass as well like
1: Yeah and then you've got Ellie Fanning and whatever her sister's called. And Dakota
0: Fanning. Yeah. Yeah. Dakota
1: Fanning and Drew Barrymore, like both kids that were very big as children. Yeah. And then, but like what I mean is currently we've had in the last couple of years, Stranger Things and It. Yes. Those were both such big child cast. Yeah. And they relied so heavily on the kids. Whereas, like, normally when we get things with a child character as the lead, it really revolves more around the adults.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and but she was... They, they
1: don't act like children. No. They act like adults playing children, yeah. and it's
0: weird. And this is it. And, and Annie was a child. Yeah. Playing a child. Like, mm-hmm. It's almost like they just to go do this and have fun. And she was just yeah. being herself. I, I really dislike that it got a Razzie. She, yeah. No, it
1: wasn't the movie.
0: She yeah. got a Razzie. That, and I, I think that's absolutely atrocious and so unfair. To a child, yeah. yeah. Like, that that's, shouldn't be allowed. Like, mm-hmm. it's that Honour Among Thieves thing. Yeah. Like, the people doing the Razzie nominations can take the mick out of Sylvester Stone as much as they want. Yeah. And Adam Sandler. Like, fine. They're adults who we'll play up to the joke as well. But this is a child who's gone out, given it her role, her first like yes. professional job. She was in something before that's uncredited. Yeah, the acting's bad, but that's the charm of it. Mm-hmm. Like I really you like... know,
1: Dodie Benson yeah. who yeah. voices Ariel. She got a Razzie for Thumbelina. She does exactly the same thing in the Little Mermaid. She does in Thumbelina. Yeah.
0: She got a Razzie. Halle Berry got an Oscar for Monsters, but Monster Ball. Mm-hmm. I think that's a thing, and then the next year got a Razzie for Catwoman. She showed up, she's like, Why not? Yeah, people love those things. Meryl Streeps had Razzies, yeah. like, but I think children sh- should, should be leave off them
1: minutes. out of this. Yeah, n- n- nominate
0: them for Oscars by by, mm-hmm. by all means, nominate them for Oscars, nominate them for Tony's. But the Razzies are a meme, yeah. like, before memes were a thing, they are tongue in cheek celebrating the worst of film. Yeah, But with adults who can appreciate that. Mm-hmm. That poor girl, I don't know how she reacted to it, but...
1: I mean, she's fine.
0: Yeah, obviously, she's had a career since, but, yeah. like, that's awful.
1: Yeah. They did a reunion when Lila, the documentary I was watching where Lila Crawford is, is Annie, um, they did a reunion with all of the Annies, which was very sweet to watch, but Arlene Quink... Showed up and she was talking about how much fun it was for Annie. Like, she, yeah. the way that she talks about it
0: was like, I had a great time. She set a very high bar for Annie, I think, like going forward. Mm. I really like her depiction of Annie. She's yeah. spicy, she's not this kind of weird, serious, like figure that I thought she's going to be. Yeah. I was expecting, obviously, I wasn't expecting Shakespeare, but I was kind of imagining more like. Shakespearean tragedy arcs at time, mm. like I was expected to be far more kind of serious for You were thinking more Oliver. Yeah, mm-hmm. I you know I liked this one. I gave it three out of five stars. Nice,
1: that's not too bad. No,
0: I think it's average. Like there are some really fun moments of it. There are bits I really dislike to it. Yeah. But like the plot is inoffensive. It's it's fun.
1: Yeah.
0: I could do without certain characters. And then, also, like, you know, just make a bigger deal if you're villain,
1: mm-hmm.
0: like I think the narrative of this isn't great, yeah, but like there's there's some nice moments to it, but there's also just like lazy choices, like let's show five minutes of an old black and white film that have no place here, yeah, that don't match with anything else that we're doing, but yeah, hopefully. so three out of five, I enjoyed this one, probably wouldn't watch it again, but actually would be up for the challenge of staging it. Yeah. We don't always ask that question like I know we sometimes do. I could do a school production of this one and have quite quite a fun time, I reckon.
1: I think if you had... Yeah, okay. Fine. But I will be no part of it. I
0: yes, you plan. know. You'll be, you'll be painting us a Mona Lisa.
1: No, I won't. I refuse to take part in Annie again. We had a sign when I was um, building the set for it. Me and my and Laurie we were building the sets and painting them we made a big sign that said orphanage and after the show was over we put it above the stage hand entrance so that anyone that had to walk in had to walk in through the orphanage door to come in it was great we had a
0: great time okay so what is the plan for next week let's look at the list
1: let's do this on recording for once because this basically I don't know that I've ever talked about this before I try to choose something interesting but also available, which turns out to be a lot harder than it would seem. We've had a couple of times where I've said, Oh, we're going to do this musical because I've seen that it's on Netflix or somewhere. And then I look the next day and it's been taken off.
0: Yeah, we've had that. A which few has times. caused an
1: issue a couple of times. So, next week. You have a choice. We can either do Wizard of Oz or we can do The Wiz.
0: I've been in Wizard of Oz, so I know that one. So The Wiz, then? That was easy. Okay, so The Wiz. Michael Jackson and a range of other stars. It's The Wizard of Oz, but reimagined. Yeah. It's like very 80s. Sure. Or like, so I don't, it's of its era. I know it's been referenced on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. It's also been referenced in Scrubs, I'm pretty certain. Cool. Oh. Like I think it's JD, one of JD's favourite films. I guess Wizard of Oz as well, kind of known for Judy Garland. Mm-hmm. This is potentially doing the reimagining of a retelling, so it's like the Hamilton of Wizard of Oz like yeah. a more diverse cast. Yes. I think it's all black performers yep. taking on these roles. Mm-hmm. I, I'll i give it a shot.
1: I love The Wiz. It was one of those sort of musicals I remember watching as a child and not really understanding the point. Yeah. And then re-watching as an adult and being like, oh, all right, okay, this is why this film's been made. Because I'd I'd seen The Wizard of Oz as a child. Yeah. I was like, who made, why would they remake The Wizard of Oz and just call it The Wiz? That's super weird. This is me when I was like six, not understanding it at all. And as an adult now, I can look back on it and see why it happened.
0: Yeah, I think we've had such a good string of successes with doing modern musicals that like when I go to the older musicals, I've been let down. Yeah. So like, I'm kind of, I don't anticipate the older ones with the same excitement because I've been burned. Yeah, I I've loved a lot of the modern ones we've done. So, you know, and he's kind of bought the nostalgia. Like it, it it's a real solid win for, for the old school musical here. Yeah. So I'm sure the Whiz will kind of, you know, net another point on that side of you know good yeah. older musicals.
1: I hope so. I like it.
0: So, in the meantime, you can. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at It's a Musical Pods. What are your thoughts on Annie?
1: Yeah, let us know. Maybe you love it, maybe you hate it.
0: Obviously, we're going to be doing another Annie in a month, so you can share some of your views about the next Annie we're going to watch, which is the Wonderful World of Disney adaptation.
1: Yeah, if the first Annie you ever saw was the Disney one, or even the 2014 one and you've never seen the other ones, let us know what you thought of those. Yeah in advance has listening to this
0: like shocked you a little bit to know that there were some really awful characters Mm -hmm. in this John Barrowman like I say if you're listening which (laughs) we know you are obviously you know when you're not dressing up in drag for your Instagram we love you we love you reach out to us you know we will make Annie happen there's multiple roles you could be uh, Daddy Warbucks you could sing You're Never Fully Dressed Without a Smile I reckon you have an absolute blast with that one let us know we'll, we'll set the wheels in motion you can contact us Facebook, Twitter but we also have a Gmail account which is
1: it's musicalpod at gmail.com yes we love to hear from people we
0: love to hear from people there's been some really great responses there's been some lovely feedback we've had as well from people on Hamilton you know talking to us about why does Eliza gasp at the end it's been a lot of fun so let us know Thoughts on Annie, thoughts on future Annies, and also thoughts on the Wiz. In advance. Gee whiz. Yeah, that's what you'll be saying next week. Really excited, we hope.
1: Yes. And until then...
0: Maybe we'll be back.
1: With another magical
0: musical... Spoilers, we'll be back.